All right. Back for another. What episode are we up to? Like 13, 12, 13. Look at us go. So that means, like, we've been doing this for 12 or 13 weeks now. Like, yeah, almost three months. Almost three months of our lives doing this <laughs> random excretion of our podcast. <laughs> excretion is a good word. I like it. I'd, 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 I'd go ejaculate of a podcast, but it's Ooh, like, excretion like fine. It's like very that. visual. Mm. You can imagine my face as I'm saying it. No, I try not to. Oh, ejaculation? Yeah. You're just saying the word even. Ejaculate. Ugh. See? <laughs> Matt's definitely saw my face. <laughs> Sorry to make a strokes, man. <laughs> oh, it does things to us. It does weird, weird things to us. How are we, gents? Yeah, good. Surviving. All right. I mean, we're slowly getting some freedoms. I played golf today. Life is great. Ooh, nice. That's not bad. Was it kind of raining today? Zero rain. No rain. <laughs> Zero rain where I am, slash near where Nick is, slash it might have been outside my bubble, but whatever. But it's, it's for recreational purpose, right? So you'll be well, that's what I thought, but you know what? Who, who's who's going to hunt me down at this point? I think Dan's got bigger <laughs> concerns than me traveling in natural five days to play golf. You piece of shit. Until Adam Trevetsky listens to this and fucking reports me to the police. So that'd be Straight great. Up. That's <laughs> how Adam, wins the, jail, Adam wins the grudge by me going to jail. Great. It's, it's a big dick boy play, really, when you think about it. That'd be a ball. I'd, I'd have to applaud him. I'd have to yeah. go, well, you long game. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to, what, sit in jail just pumping iron and reading codexes and shit. Oh, just- mate. <laughs> the problem will be that I'll come back out and I still have to build the army. So <laughs> by the time I finish building the army, I've lost all the muscle mass. You were you might a knifer. Yeah, good. I was going to say, will you like cover? Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. I was going to say, will you have carved them all out of soap in prison, like you know, like um, <laughs> chest style? Like you're like, see this this Short little bar. Is, that's the one. This little bar. So he's my general. That's why you can tell he's special. He's got moisturizer in him. Even the fucking neo, <laughs> even the neo Nazis in the fucking prison be like, no, no, man, don't fuck with him. <laughs> that, that well, cat's his soap. It's fine. It's fine. You make that a shiv just to sculpt his soap. <laughs> Look at my general. He has runes. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's your general? Lavender one. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the dove. Who wants Lavender. to play me? Thousand points only. Thousand points only. <laughs> God. How much is truly capable what of going in? Anyway? Savlov? What the fuck's that really shitty sandy soap? I've completely forgotten. Oh, what, yeah, that? Yeah. what, what unit would sandy you use that for? soap? What type of ghetto soap are you using? <laughs> it, came, it was like a green coloured soap and it came in like a purple and red packet. It was called like yeah. Solvol. Was it Solvol? Yeah, you, you know, use it um, like to get oil off your hands and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like when you've been doing manly things where you use it to clean your hands. So it checks out. Like, uh, pumice? What do you want to call that in there? Well, you think the thing you like oh, scrape your feet with? You mean like the pumice stones? Yeah, this is the thing you get bunions going with, that sort of shit. Yeah. <laughs> what would you use the Imperial Leather for? Like, that's always, a, a, you know, at every little hotel you go to. And that's if you're going out, DJ. Imperial Leather. Leathers, when you're going out, you wash your hands. Also, it's fancy. Not, that's the fancy. nice soap. That's the fancy soap. Yeah. So you're going to use that for your elite soap. unit? That's your for elite unit? For guests. <laughs> for allies. Yeah. Dogs of war. It's just uh, uh, friends. Look at this go. All righty. Anyway, we're back. All right. So there. Well, I say we're back. We didn't go anywhere. Um, all righty. So 
we're going to kick it off. We're going to jump straight into our sort of hobby uh, update. Um, we're halfway through our terrain challenge, which I'm going to be honest, like, it's fucking refreshing. Like, I think that's the overwhelming um, vibe that I'm getting from seeing a lot of boys post stuff. Like, even Tommy, who fucking hates making terrain, it's a refreshing challenge. Yo, welcome, motherfuckers. <laughs> Definitely it's just because I'm sick of painting terrain by myself. <laughs> Oh man, I helped you out ten years ago. You truly, you truly did. You've been hanging on to that for a fucking while. Hey, hey, I was, I was there in Baronia when we fucking added all that snow to that um battle boards to hide all the skulls. Fucking skulls. I'm genuinely curious. What happens to the bodies? Why is it just skulls? This must be a big pile of bodies somewhere in the Warhammer world. No hits, just bodies. No, none of that shit at all. Um. All right, well, I guess, yeah, so we'll just do our quick whip around. So what have you been doing in a hobby and how are you going with the uh, the terrain challenge? So I'm looking at the list, and Chris, you're up first. I'm just making up a um, a base for my Battle for Realm game today, just assembled yesterday. Nice. I'm looking at Jermaine shit. He's like, you bastard. You, like, smashed the whole fucking... <laughs> Garden what more. is the the baleful realm gate? Because I is that like a, an Age of Sigma rebranding of an older kid or? Yeah, it's it's a it's just a it's just a war portal essentially. Okay. Um, yeah, I had it lying around, and obviously, you know, without without being to travel too like, without being able to travel too far, you sort of can't get your hand on any kit apart from ordering online. And with being I suppose being these days, fucking forget getting they anything are... in in the next two weeks. Fucking terrible. So um, that might have been uh, end times, was it? End times or AOS for that kid? I think yeah, I, th- I think it was. I think it was towards the end of end times. Yeah, before before AOS sort of came out. Yeah, there yeah, goes rules for that. We could teleport your army across. It was very cool. Yeah, oh, was it like the um? Oh, was it Storm of Magic shit? Yeah, would have been. I think. Um, no, I'm not, not entirely sure. I, I like. I should bought the kit for um for a campaign I ran for for 40k. Um, so I I needed a couple of them for like one of the special missions. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it was as I said, like I was just lying around. So I'm like, right, this 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 will fit. So this we're just cutting up some um some foam card at the moment, just making a little little like a like a little base for it. Nice. Um, I think so I'll start. Know. Yeah. So I'll start um start basing it soon. Then I'll I'll undercoat and get it smashing out for next week. Yeah, boy. Yes. Question: Did your campaign run to fruition? Did it get to an end? <laughs> it did actually. It went for twelve oh, rounds. Holy How the fuck? Nice can you explain to me, because, like, this is going off topic already, but can you explain how you do it? Because, like, me and Matt and Nick have been wargaming for so fucking long. We've tried, like, what, six different campaigns across various um, systems, and that it just always falls in a heap. The hardest part is, honestly, is keeping motivation. That's that's the hardest part. So, like, I it was a... It was a progression sort of system. So each each week, it was similar. To, like like me and, me and Nick sort of spoke about a um like a slow grow, um oh, yeah, as well. Right. You know, so um that was that was some time ago. Now that's obviously been put on the back burner Dear for God, that seems obvious like reasons. Age ago, man. Fuck me. Yeah, it was um that was what just pre COVID. Yeah, shit. Um, yeah, so we had some some big plans for some heresy stuff, and then COVID hit, so that all got diminished to the shit. Um, but yeah, it was um yeah. It was just between ten guys, you know, just just something small-ish, you know, nothing too too stupid. Uh, but yeah, like keeping the motivation was was honestly the hardest part. You know, just it, like you had to have up to three games 
per fortnight, you had to have at least one. Like there was a challenge system, so you sort of had to have that challenge game within the fortnight. I think that's that's sort of what helped okay. keep the thing rolling. You know, um, you know, like you had sort of like like fortnightly meetups. You know, so there was there was one round, one round per fortnight. Um, you had to have a challenge. You couldn't challenge the same person twice. Um, within I think it was within the month, so you could you know if if you want to pick on one one poor motherfucker, you could literally just just run around and <laughs> keep beating up on the same guy. But yeah, like that was that was the hardest thing, like the motivation. And you know, as I said like with the the challenge system worked probably. That was probably the best thing that sort of kept it going. Did you have any map or regions, or was it just smashing out some games with people? Nah, so I had um, so I bought some of the um the empire tiles. Yep, the planetary tiles. Um, so yeah, like I made a map that's actually staring straight at it right now. So I'll, um, yeah, that was that, that was I think it's about a hundred and hundred and eight piece tiles. So it was two two kits. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so two kits worth. There's what there's like six hive cities. Um, so yeah, it's it was it was interesting. It was like it was a good twelve weeks. So um, yeah. So uh, at some point, hopefully, me and Mick will probably run another small, small little thing in, in the future. So the the impression that I'm getting, um, and it probably it reflects poorly on our group, is you need not shit birds to be able to run it. <laughs> I think like the thing that we always run into, a yes, shit birds. Um, but like like the motivation thing, I think was a big thing. Being an adult's a big thing. Like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but like when you're talking about the group of you guys, you're in a real like sort of condensed-ish area where you live over the other side. Yeah, like I, I sort of I, I ran it. Look, you can say kind of out of the game workshop, the games workshop store in Ascot Vale. So there was a few guys that you know were regular to the store, so that kind of that probably helped in you know, keeping people motivated for it. Um, you know, where it was, it was sort of run in partnership with 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 the store manager there. Um. So yeah, it was just it was mainly like the the main group of people that used to frequent the place. You can say, yeah, um, that yeah, you know, there was there there were they were definitely regulars to the store. So you know, to run it out of there with that with that purpose was probably helped it along because you know people were regularly there at the store. So it's like, oh, fuck, you know, like you want a game? Yeah, cool, let's just do it. So can I yeah. can I ask when you say you ran it sort of in partnership with the. Um the store was there like fees or prizes or anything like that that you found help keep people in or was literally just hey let's play let's do it yeah so like we tried, like we we sort of ran like a like a 20 dollar entry fee you know mm-hmm. which which helped like for like set up because yeah, i had to buy a few few little things here and there especially like you know like these these wrong gates which were all part of it mm-hmm. um but, you know it was just like like everyone got a copy of the oh, like obviously like of the campaign pack um there weren't so much prizes as such it was just more you know just to keep just to get the thing going Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which which guys are more than happy, you know, like you know, like like twenty bucks, whatever, you know, like it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so you know, didn't want to sort of have it too 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 expensive, you know, be like, nah, look, I'm not gonna sort of go down that route. So mm. it's just I've heard from some people they've had more success where they've charged a fee, like not a big fee, but enough so people are like, Oh look, I put in twenty bucks. I'm you know, I may as well turn up to games because I've I paid something, even though it's sort of like a psychological way of tricking yourself to not be motivated, but you know, like actually turn up, and then once you're there, you, know, you may as well play a game. Yeah, exactly. But it, and like like Chris said, like not charging them an arm and a leg, but enough that people go, oh, I've spent some money, I'll put the effort in. You know, fair. Yeah, and and like look, we actually got some some good sort of turnout, like in terms of like conversions. Like one of the guys ran some orcs, and he had this 
he used like a there was a ship. I can't remember what, like what what the ship what the ship kit was out of, but he had like a like a big war boss running off it. It was it was actually a fucking pretty cool conversion. Um, but you know, like some of the guys were just like you know like I I did my army for it. I did my like I just I just added onto my emperor's children. Um, for that, so that was like that was fun. To, uh, that's when I converted up my obliterators uh, from some stuff, my sonic dreadnought. You know, so it was just good to, to you know, it's just helpful to sort of add some extra stuff to it, but you know, get some get some some fun out of it too. So, it sounds like it was like a big passion project for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of haven't known you too long, DJ, but yeah, if, if you ask Nick, it is. I've been working on my effort children for a long time. Yep. A long time. I think it's. I think the start of starts, the start of six that actually started this army. Mm-hmm. So it's been a it's been a while. And so but, you sort of uh, used the event as like an excuse to pump some more work into them and you know make some cool characters. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what you generally do right now. Like whenever I go to an event, I sort of you know try to add something to the army that I've already got, you know, just to mm-hmm. try and keep some motivation there for an army that you know, that I'm that I've got some passion for. So. Sweet. Yeah. So it seems like the money might have been the helpful thing there. Just that again, that token amount. Um, because yeah. like whenever we run events for the boys that were in those events, there was never a costing involved. It was just rock up on the Thursday night sort of thing. Yeah, like I sort of did a uh, uh, what's it called, Kings of War campaign with with a few guys. Uh, this, this is a long time. I think this is towards the end of you know like when when Sigma sort of came about and everyone sort of jumped ship to to run to Kings of War. Um, you know, to try something there, and mm. yeah, like there was no monetary value there, so it's like you know what, I can just rock up and if I want to, you know, there's, there's sort of nothing really holding me down to actually go there. So yeah, I, I think you so, know, like uh, some, some sort of monetary incentive, you know, to actually rock up is is probably not a bad thing to have. So if you weren't being paid to play Kings of War, what was the reason to play Kings of War? Then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, flagellation! <laughs> Look, let's just let's, let's just get us right. I played two games. That was that was more than enough. You made the smart choice, mate. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you play it with or without chess clocks? Oh, fucking don't, don't. Oh boy. No, we played without. I um, I still ran my 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 dark elves, which I was here. Was a different flavor in King's oh, War? Was it less, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, did it have less of a cheesy tang to it? <laughs> well, I don't think it's they like had witch elves, remember it, so yes, they had much less cheddar in there. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What did they call it? Anyway, and then a nice little segue into some campaign stuff. Yeah. I've always wanted to play, like, we suck at it, like, for whatever reason, we just suck at it, but campaigns have always been a tasty idea. Um... Next is I'm gonna skip myself. I'll go last. Next is DJ. Uh, no, crap, caught me out. Um, yeah. So literally after recording the episode last week, going, oh yeah, we might move soon. The next morning we went, oh yeah, by the way, you're you're approved for a house. So we've um, yeah, so we we've started um, upping. When I say we, it's mostly my partner. I just get in the way. Um, up, upping our. Um, uh, packing of everything, and then the cat that we adopted decided to have kittens last night. Um, so I haven't really done a huge amount of, of hobby, but I've just been working on my conversions for the wood elves. So at the moment, I'm working with some of the blood ball uh, wood elves and splicing them up with whatever those rue riders. What are the rue riders? We Arakanada wind chargery things, whatever they are. The um, the Lumineth realm lord kangaroo guys. I've stolen some of their bows. Oh, thank God! Um, You're not using the kangaroos. 
No, God, no. Oh, thank God, I was worried for a second there. No, no, bro. <laughs> I actually like I, kangaroos. I don't. I honestly don't. Like, if you're going to go, like, kangaroo, like, make it a proper Aussie-looking kangaroo, but, like, when the world started calling them kangaroos, I'm like, that thing runs, it doesn't hop. Like, it's, anatomy's all wrong. What are you doing? This is horrendous. Where's the um, fucking pouch? <laughs> exactly. Like, as if you wouldn't, like, have them sitting in there or, like, a little guy in there with a ah, bow and use arrow. Use it as a quiver. Use it as a quiver for your arrows. See, so many options. So many design options. They just threw them out the window and... What a waste. Um, so, yeah, it's, it may be a bit of a, a push to actually build anything. Um, but I'm going to keep going and, and see how close I get. Um, so, yeah, so we move, what, basically in a week? We get, well, we get the keys in a, in a week and move at the end of the week. So uh, I might be in transit when we record next, but we'll see how we go. So after that, though... You'll have very limited excuse to not be getting shit done. Ooh. Depend, <laughs> oh. depends, depends how quickly we get everything set up. But yeah, the, the definitely hope is I'll be able to start getting some more stuff done because we have to like, actually set everything up again. Have you completed a challenge? I've completed my challenge. It's not like you're like no, restrictive the man no. challenge. The, the answer is no. The answer is no. You're looking for a, a no. He owes a slab at this point. Yeah. Oh, well. At this point, so it's uh, going to get <laughs> so worse. So it's going to be more, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, who knows when we'll actually get to see you, DJ, so... Yeah, it could be <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to go to a pub, and I'm just going to put a thousand bucks on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> May as well. Oh, my God, could you imagine if we went to... Um, we hire out the scout hall and went to Red Gum Barbecue again? It's like, it's all on oh, DJ. Oh, yeah. I'd, be ordering 12, I'd be ordering 12 platters, just for me. I, I just want 12 it almost, cornbreads. Just 12 cornbreads. It almost was, but some people didn't, like in their full part so i made sure we like made the distance because the, the bar stuff were like uh is this someone gonna pay the i'm like yeah don't worry i'll, I'll pay the extra don't you know so no that's fine but that place was freaking amazing that um was it cornbread oh yep. that was so oh, good like i yeah i would travel i would fly down just for that again like that was pretty fun oh tip don't get the platter especially after nick's dad talks it up and says oh it's got so oh, much mate. food in it you'll never finish it that was tiny yeah that's way smaller than like i expected 70 one so like a, a pensioner's meal is a lot of food for him at this point. <laughs> well, but even you know he was what, saying Nick, it wasn't enough. I'm used to people of his generation telling me they could get a pie, a drink, a sausage roll, lollies for twenty five cents. <laughs> so the two bob was a dollar at the time. <laughs> and I wore an onion under my belt because it was a style <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I believe that was a paddling. <laughs> yeah, better believe that's a paddling. All right, so DJ's going to fail again. Good, um, Jermaine. Oh, Hi. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I bother asking you. <laughs> so I haven't finished challenge yet. So, um, so he's learnt. <laughs> so, I haven't so he's lying. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'll do close to it. So I'm doing the Garden of Moor. Um, or as Nick knows it as the Sigmarite oh, Mausoleum. Oh, fuck Nick. you, buddy. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you buddy. Um, Sigmarite Mausoleum. I wonder if Cole made that as well. <laughs> so I'm I'm smashing through that um, at the moment, and as Corey said, it's been a really nice change of pace. Um, painting up the terrain, it's been super relaxing um, to do. And this and this one, I've actually been putting off for so long because I remember looking at it and going, "Man, that's a lot of skulls." That is a snow, lot of skulls. cover them in snow. There's a lot of skulls. Like it's everywhere, man. It's in the walls. It's <laughs> like this thing is just chock a block. Um, but that has has been a lot of fun and has me looking at other terrain to do as well. So, um, 
so I'm looking forward to to doing more of that. And I mean, the more terrain you have, it, it's never not going to go to use. So, mm. um, you know, it's it's never not going to come in handy. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to hobby wise, uh, just smashing at this terrain and yeah. Nice, love it. Think. Um, and if we were talking about um, campaigns, Necromunda has a fantastic campaign. Fucking stop this piece of shit. For those I'm just so wondering. close to oh. buying some Necromunda. I literally yeah. just picked up some uh, Vansar this afternoon, sitting right next to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Here in my area, we've run uh, three campaigns now, I think. Yep. Um, and it's solely just based on Necromunda being a good system for it. So, seeing you, seeing you, like I know what keeps us going is seeing your dudes like level up. Yeah. Is that current Necromunda or legacy Necromunda? That is current Necromunda. So cool. um, I think in the Necromunda world, it's referred to as Underhive. Whereas um, mm-hmm. okay. the standard well, 18, isn't it? still just referred to as Necromunda. I think you're right. Like the, the closest we've gotten to completing any kind of campaign is playing like Mordheim regularly. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Like the the level up system of Mordheim I think is fucking is wait like the it's game right. is cool but you're waiting to get to the end so oh, you can rolls. do your rolls and Fall see what happens to your dude and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the Necromander campaign is much the same. It's it's waiting until the end of the game who's who's dying, who's living, who's missing an eye. Um mm-hmm. Who's getting upgraded? You know, how many credits are you getting? Uh, you know, what what cool stuff are you getting after that particular match? Um, I think is where the draw is. Like the game's very good. Like the like the mechanics. There's certainly nothing wrong with the mechanics. Um, but to say that the mechanics are the single draw for the game would probably be a lie. Um, it's definitely shines in the campaign. How often are you spite killing models over there? <laughs> spite killing models. Specifically, going for certain models and people's warbands out of spite. To the exclusion of all else. If you're playing Monroe, it's happening to you a lot. <laughs> Checks out. Monroe holds a grudge. Shocking. <laughs> he, Shocking. He holds a grudge. Like you could play him, you know, weeks later in the campaign, and you're like, Monroe, the objective's over here, and he's like, Yeah, but last time he shot my leader. <laughs> <laughs> I have a basement um, and some manacles with his name on it. Yeah, so that's that's really fun. And like seeing cool things happen, like um you know, losing one ballistic skill because your guy loses an eye. Um and then later on you can replace that eye with a bionic eye and then get a plus two. Like stuff like that's awesome. Stop digging your struck uh struck oil, man. Yeah. Yep. No, so the more people I get into Necromunda, the happier I am. But yep, that's been my hobby. Terrain and getting people to buy into Necromunda. Fuck you. Good hobby. What more could you ask for? Um, it is our Canadian. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, just working on that um, that building. That's the terrain there for that. So, um, I don't want to say it's been refreshing because everybody else has. So, I'm just going to say it's been stressful. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, it's been nice. Uh, with the stressful thing about it actually has been that I thought I had a lot more paints on hand. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to paint this stone gray because I got lots of gray. And it turns out I've used most of my gray on uh, other armies. So it's, uh, it's kind of scraping the barrel. I was trying to find everything to finish this building now. So. Do you have it's black and white? 
I've, I've got enough gray to go, so that'll be all right. But I mean, you can't just mix colors. This isn't like a Pink Floyd <laughs> album, man. It's, that's weird. But you you may find you actually can though. Like, <laughs> get outside the is, square is right now, a, but. Is this something else they teach in the Navy? Is you can just mix, you know, mix colors around there? Look, if I know it about paint, then you should definitely know it about paint. No more yeah, paint apartheid from Byron. Mix the colors. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black and white cookie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, beyond that, you just work in that building. So it, it has been nice to not have the stress of uh, having to get a unit done. So it's been a busy week. So it's been nice to kind of just chill back and take a bit more time in the building and, you know, just do some dry brushing. With uh, like really noticeable, nice effects that come up, it's good. Yeah, those um tabletop world, whatever we keep forgetting the name, though they just almost paint themselves. The good dry brushing. Yeah, yeah, they are really, really good. Love cool. it. Cool. Love that's, it. Uh, that's easy. Easy. Simple. Easy peasy. Uh, Ma- Matthew. Yeah. So uh, had a false start, unfortunately. Um, so my three D printer FEP broke a few months back. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a spare one in the drawer. Uh, it turns out I don't. No. So I can't print off the piece of train that I wanted to do. So I'm thinking about what I'm going to do instead. And I don't actually have too much stuff. I've never really done terrain. But uh, I'm going to give a crack making a wall out of old sprues. Nice. Oh, cool. I like it. I like the um, something with tits up, so you're going to MacGyver some fucking terrain. Like... Yeah, that's it. Like a... You know, there's like uh, walls in England where they don't use mortar, it's just all the stones on top of each other. Like that, that sort of style thing. We're going to have a crack at doing that. Works for yeah. the Empire as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and outside of that, I've uh, half painted another 10 halberdiers. Oh, smashing so, it out, man. Nice. Giving that a See, that's where, if I was you, I'd be not revealing that and then using that as my next unit challenge. Man, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> <fucking done. laughs> got 90 dudes to paint for 1k, so I just need to get it done. Uh, fucking Jesus, that's there's upsetting. so many. <laughs> fucking Whoa. God damn. But then after that, it's smooth sailing. It's a five-man unit of pistoliers, you know, like eight so nights. Said, you're paying the shitbird painting tax early, and then you're laughing. Just need to get I mean, it done. Yeah, You'll get use out of them somewhere along the line for everything. That's it. And to but, think uh, I've got to paint five cold ones and a trebuchet and a bolt thrower to make from, to make my 1K. That's fucking disgusting. I have, I have fucking seven... I, I, by the end of this, I'll have 22 models in my army. And how many do you have? I'll have, uh, I think it's like 91. I think yeah, cool I'm going to so many models. You just got to make them run. You don't have to kill them. Make them run. I don't know if I've got enough to kill them to make them run. <laughs> I reckon you'll, you'll find a way, mate, if anyone would. Just go yes. to run around you, right? Just spite mm. fuck them in some way. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All about the spite. That's how we operate. Got 90 models in a thousand points. I don't know how I'm going to do it, Matt. Like, when I play Corey, all I need to do is rock up to the table and he starts fucking himself over. You, though, you're a bit more cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, I'll still freak out. I'll just better at hiding it, man. No, kidding. <laughs> Corey just literally starts sweating. I've <laughs> changed. Like I've changed. Yeah, but, um, really? I have. Like, change your shirts or what? No. <laughs> I've, deodorant, well, change deodorant. Yes. No, I've changed because I've picked the most straightforward army I can. I have no other option. I'm coming for you. There's nothing. I don't have to worry about magic. I don't have to worry about anything else. All I can do is just try and chase you. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So be it. No, I'm just I'm going to put like some direwolves down a flank in here. I'm like, oh shit. What's he going to do with those four direwolves? Oh fuck. Oh, I, I'm going to have to charge the direwolves. Something, something's going to happen. No, that's they're, when I gonna... them. I'm going to axe, axe them, the shit out of them with my uh, axe or 
Don't forget, yeah. man, if they get you in the flank, they'll get rid of your rank bonus. Ooh, for example, unbreakable. Unbreakable. unbreakable leadership 10, guys. Watch out. Oof. Upsetting. Yeah, leadership 10 is almost pointless. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it is. Solid waste of a good stat. Definitely is. All right, Nick. Me. Um, all right, hobby shit that I've been doing. Um, so I've, I'm working on two commissions that I'm doing for people, so I've got to roll that Ooh. in. Um, also, um, a, a real fun hobby project that I didn't know I was going to be doing this holidays is renovating the laundry. So that's been um, <laughs> oh, truly yeah. into hobby time. So it is painting, but not the one I was looking for. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, worked on building a couple of bat swarms. Uh, for the vampire counts, um, some dire wolves uh, converted out of the old chaos metal chaos warhounds. Um, what else have I done? Currently working on a black knight to try to modernise it with the um, the new uh, what are they the fucking skeleton? What are the new skeleton kitties? What are they called? Grave rattle fucking somethings. Death sure. rattle skeletons. Ugh, fucking Jesus. Um, and I bought some Vansar after. Um, Jermaine's been whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Like, I saw the big, uh, was it the Arachna rig or whatever um, that popped up on uh, think, um, Warhammer Community. I was just like, oh, fuck, no, that's not good. That's a very bad thing to see. And then, yeah, I looked up the Vansar and picked up a couple of things from Bunker Games, just like like eight mooks and a couple of special mooks, and then I'll try to build them up and put cloaks <laughs> on them and go from there. That's my uh, hobby for this um, this week. Oh, and um, catch up. The terrain? What kind of commissions are you doing? Pardon? Well, what kind of commissions are you working on out of curiosity? Um, I'm currently, well, currently I'm sculpting stuff on a reboot Gilliman that someone needed converted up. Um, so just changing his pose and changing his armor and all like bits and pieces. And also someone else has got me converting up a, um, what was it, Yindestra from um, the Dominion box set. Um, but to be converted up to be uh, Saint Celestine, and I've got to paint that one as well. So it's like, oh, oh nice. <laughs> oh, nice, man. Yeah, not a fan of painting, but I'll get it done. Um, and I cut up some um, road segments today and glued the, um, pretty much just copying what the, uh, what's that guy called? The Terrain Tutor, I think he is on YouTube. Oh, um, used he's that good. expanded PVC um, plastic. Right. That I got from the sign writer, that shit is fucking awesome to work with. It is so much easier to work with than um like even three you know three mil MDF. You still need to jigsaw it. This shit, couple of goes at it with the um just a normal like Stanley knife, boom straight through. It is really good, but it's still thick and um so in the train shooter he says to sort of stick like popsicle sticks along it just to give it a bit of rigidity. So they're currently drying. So then I'll hit it with the spat filler and paint and everything tomorrow. But um yeah, that shit's really good. Like if you guys can find some for like doing terrain. Definitely do it. Cool. Awesome. And it means if you spill a beer on it, it's not just going to go... Yeah, true. The joys of MDF. Yeah. But... Was it so yeah. much? Oh, I was just going to say, you're going to leave a section of it clear so you can use it as a coaster even. Yeah, exactly. Just put little little round bits everywhere. <laughs> Have at it. Love it. And... Our lurker, Tommy. Yep. I have been doing things. I have been doing another piece of terrain, surprisingly. Jesus. Um, I felt bad. I felt left out, to be honest, because I was, um, <laughs> had that other bit done. So, um, yeah, Humble making brag. like a little... Hey? Humble brag? <laughs> no, not really. I kind of wish I hadn't left like a tiny bit to go. 
but yeah, no, just making like a little burned out part um, because that um, civil war idea you guys had kind of fucked me, and now I'm kind of working on another army as well. Ooh, nice. what army? Hmm. What army is, is, is the other one you're working on? Uh, so Empire, I'm going uh, Hawkwind. Nice. Yeah. So rifle boys. Home of the is... Long Rifle. Yeah, I, I like the the whole hunting and like skirmishes in the woods kind of feel to it. I thought I could do some fun things with that. Um, so one of the things I was bringing in a mortar because reading some of the fluff, they use those. But I was gonna instead of using an actual mortar model, I was gonna get like a big eagle and have like a falconer. Oh, cool. Well, that's kind of cool. Nice. So oh, like dropping cool. rocks on people? Yeah, something like that, or just like that's a cool. variety of birds in, coming in. So, yeah, I thought that just kind of really wanted to play into like the living in the wilderness and using animals and kind of like almost dru druidic kind of hunting feel. Well, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, cool. I kind of always, always, always wanted to do a wood elf army, but I don't want to do elves. Mm -hmm. Checks yeah. out. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. I don't know if you'll get it from uh, one of our sources or not, but the <laughs> Island of Blood, um, the the elf general, he's on this kind of flying falcon. And if you uh, knock him griffin, off, isn't he? it's a griffin. Is it a griffin? Ah, oh, okay, because it's, it's, it's a great pose with like the talons out and stuff. It'd be fantastic for uh, your falcon flying around. Cut the lion oh, part off it and get away with it. <laughs> Griffin's tall. It's like a fantasy world. Oh. Yeah. And that's what it's like. The world is your oyster. Like, do the fuck you want. We are, like, I don't know how many times I've said this. We're playing a dead game. Like, <laughs> which is kind of relaxing in a way. It is. I yeah, feel like is. we're not going to get the carpet or the rug ripped out from under us. You know, like, oh, the latest codex is out and everything's fucking shit. <laughs> Agreed. So, so that's relaxing. That's why I, I hope they just don't fuck 30k. Fingers crossed, boys. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. That's why I haven't started a Marine Army yet. I'm waiting for those Primaris to come out. Yeah, no. fuck, fuck you all. You and Jermaine. <laughs> I kept some to convert. <laughs> Just trying to get ahead, man. So <laughs> You're both evil. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Matt. And everyone's just going to hate us. They're going to hate us, but they're going to be so jealous of our models, man. So <laughs> put above the rest. You guys are going to be gatekept out of every community. <laughs> Straight up. Bear. Bear. We, can't, we can't tolerate independent thoughts. How dare they? Bear. Meanwhile, Tommy's making, a, Tommy's making a Queen Bess out of a monkey butt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. model. God, that's so good. That's a cool brilliant. Brilliant. It's actually, um, that was for like Chaos Dwarfs, which actually like kind of started to allure me to Chaos Dwarfs. Then I used that allurement to lure Monroe in. Oh, good choice. Ooh, yes, oh, Tommy, he, he was masterful when he done this. Like I was, I was there in the, in the chat room and it was like watching or listening, sorry, to a master <laughs> at work. It was sublime. Was it basically get into my van, I have candy? It, no, it was, it was just so nuanced. It was wasn't pushy it was just presenting Monroe with these things and then at the very end Tommy goes so what do you think Monroe and I was like I'm fucked <laughs> it was so glad to hear that <laughs> amazing job 
Let's talk I appreciate that we're enablers. We are the greatest enablers. Straight up. That's probably one of my favorite things about hobby is like hobby fucking friends. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Hobby fucking them. Yeah, that's good. Hey, hobby fucked the shit out of me. And we've all done yeah. it to each other too, which I love. Yeah, it's a circular yeah. hobby fuck. Yeah. yeah. We've done it to each other. And it's funny. Like, I reckon too, when we message each other, you know what you're going to say. Like, you know. <laughs> Before you message this person, you're like, all right, I'm going to mention Marvel to Corey. Then you mention uh, bloody Star Wars Legion the next fucking day, mate. Star Wars Legion, yeah, yeah, which I'm still keen on, boys. If you was a kid. Was yeah, get on it. Get on it. It's so good, man. Good game, man. Good game. The Mud Troopers are pretty cool from Grimforge. There you Ooh. go. Count Dooku with some battle droids. I mean, Count Dooku, oh yeah. I just want Obi-Wan. Like, Hello there. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. Like the moment that Jermaine said he has a card called Hello There, I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck <laughs> this. I'm done. Yeah. Well, it also be good. Also, when they have that new Obi Wan uh, TV series coming out, they start uh, making models for that. Ooh. Well, sorry, Jermaine, go ahead. Um, actually, Byron, you, you just kind of you know, reminded me. I hope, hopefully, they come out with a Carl Weathers model where he was the director of that one particular episode. Man, no. <laughs> he was amazing in that one particular episode of Mandalorian. That was the best, so, yeah. Mandalorian's so good. Grief. Oh, was it Grief? I think it's Grief. Grief Karga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, no, there's an episode where, like, Carl Weathers' character is amazing. Like, he's not missing any shots. And then at the very end of the episode, you see, directed by Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> God bless Carl Weathers. One, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, me too, man. So good. Yeah, I think he yeah. had more lines than anybody else, too, and all the best yeah. action scenes. It was very strange. Uh, <laughs> was it like and... <laughs> uh, last, that would be me. Um, so, hobby wise, I've just been in the terrain depth. So, I've built three kits now um, from. I forgot their name. What were they called? War Cradle. War Cradle. Um, if if anyone's looking for like terrain kits, I can't recommend them highly enough. Like as an MDF terrain pack, like they're just fucking sick. Um, so like fantasy wise, if you look up their Gloomberg Rage, um, they've just got so much. And like talking to or or seeing a few of the boys talk on the sixth page, going, you know what? For a, a sixth battle, you have five or six pieces of good terrain. And that's pretty much it. Like, I'm looking at four... Well, I'm building the fourth now. By the time I finish this with a bit of scattered terrain, like, I'm, I'm going to have enough for a table. Um, and for those that have wargamed with me for long enough, supplying terrain has not been a strong suit of mine. Um, I'm a moocher. I mooch. Um, <laughs> and that's how it's always been. But, like, I think now, after that, it's just going to be getting a nice... Uh, a nice six-by-four mat to... Um, be able to roll out, chuck these bad boys down. That's only it's... six foot, isn't he? Huh? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah. Um, but it's also now kind of got me rethinking how to base the dwarves because normally I was going to so I was going to go like a dusty Badlands type, but I think like... You go Mars Red? No, because that's just fucking cliche. Um no, but, like, I'm in the same situation as Tommy where we've been talking about this fucking Empire Civil War. Um, and now I'm looking at my dwarves and going, fuck, I might do them on some more 
lushy sort of greeny thing. I think um, the Gotrick and Felix books have been like a really good inspiration for that, especially with Troll Slayer, like reading the first ones where it's like these empire outpost towns in the middle of these great tall timber forests that beastmen just keep fucking and fucking and fucking. Um, thinking of something like that, like it's a burnt out, you know, fortress, fort type of layout. Um, so like getting the dwarf slayers or maybe some more of a grassy green type of thing to represent them going through the forest and that kind of thing so I can use them. And then like Tommy, as I said, been looking at that Empire Civil War and, and Storm of Chaos has that fucking lovely, gorgeous Middenland, Middenheim army. Um, yeah. Where you've got those sweet options for like the wolfkin and the hunting dogs, um, Knights of the White Wolf, and all that kind of stuff. They've got great characters. They're, they're, their special weapons and all that kind of shit are just like so flavorful. Um, so I think that, and with the fact that Contrast Blue and Contrast White are really good products, um, that's probably the way that I'm going to go, is going down that path. Uh, because it's just fucking sick. Like this, like this was like really a, a glory era, really. Because like you just look at how much stuff they put out for oh, amazing six six edition, and just the amount. Like there's parts I was reading. Um, the Skaven army in the Storm of Chaos book, and like in the book it talks about convert it using these mod these models, these models, these models. Like you don't <laughs> see that now in That's fucking. Like it, it just doesn't happen, um, and I think you know it's, it's it seems like like this would have been an amazing time to be a war gamer. Maybe it's actually more amazing now with how readily available stuff is for us as opposed to if we were doing it back then. But the content that they were putting out was fucking sick. Um, but that, like, look at the um the list Pat's done the um or doing the um help it list. Like yeah, with um, throw the unclean like, and that's just, oh yeah, you got to convert everything like, yeah, and like that's so different I think nowadays than you know the unless it's a primaris lieutenant with a different loadout then there's probably not going to be rules for it. Yeah, and like looking at the the Storm Chaos book again and looking at the Dark Elves of Slanesh list and go oh, the Cult of Pleasure, cool. Like, I could do that. I've got Dark Elves. Um. <laughs> But I digress. The first, the next army after the slays is going to be going to be Middenland, which is going to be sick. Which oh, I think yeah. you know the majority of us have jumped on and, and grabbed ourselves one of those Empire General kits and all that kind of stuff, which might form a nice little challenge for our next one of our next. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm like pretty glad we could find someone on uh, one of the buy swap and sell pages that were doing so many of those kits. I don't know what he was. They just had before. so many available for some yeah, reason. It was so great. Winner, winner exactly there. What we needed. Yeah, so um, that'll be a challenge coming up soon. I think and, and you know. I could have lived without it, but I, I think uh, we'll get into hobby happies in a minute. But I think just the fact so many would jump on, I was like, nah, this is going to be a cool challenge to see us all bust these out in our future Empire colors. And it's going to be so interesting to see what everyone does with them and all that kind of stuff. Um, Were there any of those kits going spare? I didn't even, hadn't even heard of this little treasure trove you boys found. Must have been sometime between. Uh, <laughs> it was at 9 a.m. in the morning, so you missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. I think there was multiple calls for it, but um, yeah, I'll see if he's got any left, but probably won't be here for a while. Stupid person. Um, and Ozpost. But yeah, that'll be good. I agree. Oh, with that, you, Ozpost is killing me at the moment. I'm waiting That's, for my bases to turn up and stuff from um, back to basics. 
but they'll get Aren't they Melbourne-based? Uh, South Australia, yeah. I think. South, they? Yeah, they're South, they're yeah. South Oz, but, you know. Yeah. Cool times in uh, COVID land. Yep. All right, that brings us all to well, the hobby catch-ups go forever. Um, but that brings us to the end of that one. Um, do we want to take a break here, or do we want to go straight into hobby happies? No, we can take a break here, bounce back. It's always good to make sure we back up the file. Yeah, that's it. Probably also good to make sure that some of us have hobby happies to talk about. True. <laughs> True. All right, we'll be back soon. <laughs> And put on a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away that shakeup. Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Why did you leave the keys upon the table? You said you wanted to. I don't think you trust in my. Self-righteous suicide I cry When angels deserve to die Je ne pensais pas vous trust Dans mon Self-righteous suicide Je cry When angels deserve to Father, father Against the machine for 600. It's an audio clue. Alrighty, uh, let's do our hobby happy. So, this was something that Jay introduced last episode uh, where we just kind of fucking wax lyrical about things that make it like we're, we're all, correct me if I'm wrong, we're all 30 year olds at some point, um, some stage of the 30s. Plus, um, 30 plus. 30 plus, which is. Um, and we're all playing with little toy soldiers and like there's a reason we do that is it's uh it's a happy place for us i guess that's kind of what what the purpose of this was was jay really wanted us to explore i suppose the things that are making us happy at this point in time so i'm kind of just going to go throw it open because i don't know if anyone's got anything they want to talk about just go through the list as per usual i think Ah, everyone's going to reverse the list this time so that's you first no it's tommy 
Um, yeah, no, cool. I actually do have something. Um, so the big one for me that I'm happy about is um, skirmish games and things like um, Blood Bowl and Necromunda. I find painting them a super palette cleanser for like, That's good. Um, yeah, a quick little palette cleanser while you're working on a big army. Good idea. It's a small investment, like you're only doing, what, five to ten models. Um, and I suppose, yeah, like you don't need to worry about, in, like you what invest a week in it as like a little side project as opposed to going, oh, fuck, it's, you know, three squads and this and that and the other thing. Yeah, it's really refreshing too. Cause, and you, you see something get completed. I think like yeah, when yeah. we're it's one of the big kind of things that holds you back is you're kind of slogging away, slogging away, and things aren't getting done. Mm-hmm. So when you see something get finished, it kind of spurs you on to finish something else. Yep. And I think one of the things it gives you is like a license to do stuff that you normally wouldn't do because like let's let's look at either fantasy or th- 30k you're committing to something a large scale project and like those small skirmish things give you license to commit to something that you perhaps wouldn't do like do a Nurgle based heavy converted um Mordheim warband it's like 10 models whereas like if you go hey i'm gonna do a heavy converted nurgle thing for either fantasy or or 30k all of a sudden you're looking at let's just say 50 models plus and you're like fuck that's actually quite a workload yeah Yeah, i found that with the um the lizard man mordheim crew like i'd love to do an army of them but it's just not feasible like sculpting all the sort of empire style armor on them great fun to do but yeah could never commit to a proper army of them yeah nailed it i reckon tommy yeah, thanks. And you're buddy. smashing a bit of uh you're into Necromunda quite heavily at the moment, aren't you? I'm actually playing I'm playing Blood Bowl tonight. Oh shit. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I've got a human team. I started probably eight, nine months ago, and it's um I've themed them up for their Aussie Bogans. They've got oh, the team's called the Winnie Blues. <laughs> Love it. Um <laughs> so I've replaced all the footies uh, all the footballs with uh VB cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh Byron will love that. So yeah. good. Enjoy I think that's the thing. Yeah. It's the thing I love, Tommy, about you is like, I actually don't know what you're going to turn up with because, um, like when we were playing Malifaux and stuff, it was just all heavily just different. It was with all this just different shit that you rocked up with things that make you happy. And I think that's honestly something people need to embrace more is like just doing the shit that makes you happy, not being like, oh, well, if I don't do this, then the community won't accept it. And it's your yeah, hobby, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to be do it within reason. Like, I mean, I don't want like, I don't want to rock up with like a heap of stuff and the other person be confused with what's going on. I think that's like a bit rude. Um, uh, I got over feeling bad about that long, long ago. <laughs> I, I noticed. Fall down um, on like twelve <laughs> Malifaux podcasts. But yeah, no, like, so I try to like use a base model mostly for things, unless I've got like a sick idea. Um, yeah. I find using the base model as well, like, can sort of, it doesn't limit your creativity, but it just makes you be more creative about it, if you know what I mean. Like, if you want to yep. do something weird with it, you, you need to sort of stretch it a bit better. If that, like, I'm, very hard to explain, but um, it's sort of, it's a fun limitation that then expands what you're trying to do. Especially when you're cutting up, like, a $40 mod to completely repose it. Nothing wrong with cutting up a $40 model, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit nerve-wracking the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think like, when you first get in the hobby, you're like, oh, God, I'm cutting up, and now it's just like, fucking in we go. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought this $40 model, and I want that elbow. Yes. Yes. 
that's neat. That's yeah, definitely. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's good elbow. <laughs> All right, beautiful. So happy, happy. Um, Maddie boy, have you got a hobby happy? Yeah, it was already kind of mentioned, but um, just the opportunity that all of us are going to be able to, you know, have that challenge where we're painting off those empire models. I'm really excited for that. Be good from factions warring. That's it. And as, 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 and obviously you've been a sucker for empire since I think we got into fantasy many months. Oh yeah, ago. man, it was uh yeah definitely one I always looked at. Uh, first time I probably bought, and then I, that was before I even knew you guys. I had like a little force. Would have been seventh edition. I think I bought a battalion, and then yeah, sold it off before I. Uh, Met your wee boys, but nah, definitely love it. Such a stunning army as well. Like your army smashing there, like the that yellow and red with the blue feathers. God damn. God damn. <laughs> Thanks, man. The blue yeah, fun. Just a very visually impressive army. Like just to look at. It's just yeah. Got a lot it's going just, on. It's just great that every single state trooper I have to highlight their bulge. It just makes me swell <laughs> with pride. Love it. Did you say it makes you swell with pride? Swell with pride. You know what I mean. Because they're already swollen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, that's about it this week for me. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Byron, have you got a hobby happy? Something's getting you up and about, not Empire Bulges. <laughs> Can you come back to me? I just dropped something that I need to find. <laughs> 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 it's grey plastic on grey carpet. It's not coming yes, back. It is. It is. There's glue. I, need, I, I want to have time limit. Oh, Go. His hobby, hobby, yeah, hobby no, happy will be fine. His hobby happy will be finding that piece. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine, you got a hobby happy for us? Yeah, man. I hate to harp on the empire thing, but um, <laughs> like reading about um the different regions and picking one um for a little empire civil war stuff. So I've gone with Osland. Um. And learning about that uh, has been awesome. I've really enjoyed that. Um, I wish I had this kind of enthusiasm when I was in school. Um, <laughs> things would have turned out super different, but I mean, I have that enthusiasm <laughs> now, and that's what's made me happy. Made me happy this week, man. Uh, delving into the poor, poor bastards at Osland. Love it. What are their colours again, Osland? They are black, red, and white with highlights of yellow every now and then. Um, Gorgeous. And I may have also purchased a pair of sneakers with those colours. Yeah. <laughs> which really led which? Because I needed another excuse to buy sneakers. So, <laughs> so did, did, you explain to, first the did you explain to your partner that's why you bought those uh, sneakers? 100% not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like yeah. a solid life choice. Definitely not. I mean, after the whole listening to your friends when you aren't talking to your friends conversation um, <laughs> happened two weeks ago, I, I, I decided to leave out the hobby and just say I just wanted another pair of sneakers. Smart. <laughs> it's a smart play. Solid play. Solid. <laughs> Got nothing to do with my current projects at all. Just don't oh talk God, about the current I could, projects. I could only imagine... My wife's face. If I said no, it's so that I can match my shoes to my models when we meet. <laughs> get when out! But get out! We're never having sex again. Get out! <laughs> I reckon. I reckon she might just have packed up the kids' stuff and said, "We're going." Yeah. <laughs> we'll be at my parents' for when you come around to your senses, sir. <laughs> You're like sweet new shoes. 
would have been like sweet more time to paint yeah <laughs> no that's bad that's terrible that's terrible um yeah that's that's what's making me happy uh, that's what's making me happy that's what's making me happy excellent love it Deej. yo um for me like i wasn't here last week because i was running errands but um really enjoying just having a consistent chat like time to chat with all you boys and stuff like that so um like you know everyone's been having a pretty shit time as of late and it's just really nice to be able to have something that we can all you know like look forward to and go yeah no what is that i'm going to chat with the boys and and do all that sort of stuff like that otherwise just you know converting away happily sort of stuff so yeah no, nothing you know too much groundbreaking to add sorry boys still good then it's a good point though like oh, i think fine. Um, this chat definitely helps my mental well-being, you know, knowing it's on every Wednesday night, you know, like, it, you know, it's it's in the calendar, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. It's good to have something to look forward to. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah, I think, like, we went over this, like, a heap last week, and then it's just like, like, I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like we've wasted lockdown. <laughs> like, yeah. But even before lockdown, like, fuck, we just wasted opportunity. Like... You know, like where, like plenty of us have just always hobbying and then sending pictures to each other and going, fuck, just start a Discord, have a chat. That's yeah. great. We know you're not doing anything else while you're hobbying. Well, maybe you yeah. are. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um. Oh, it's fucking me. Um. Ooh, I don't really have, like, I'm just still high on life with regards to, like, like I said last week, like all this stuff we're doing. The terrain is, is a nice change of pace. Having to finish is a nice change of pace. Um, I just I just think I'm just high on hobby at the moment, just in general. And I think that's just a really nice distraction for the world that we're in at the moment and what we've got. So, like, it, it's just a really basic one for me, but I'm just... Hobby has me high. Like, it's... it's I think for most people... Um, who know me like I'm just such a sporadic fucking hobbier. Um, like I can go months without doing it, and then it usually takes like having an event coming up to get me to do stuff. And I think not having events is, um, was potentially a challenge. But then we started doing this, and it's like, well, fuck, we're all talking, may as well do some hobby. And all of a sudden, I've got four pieces of terrain built, I've got Slayers being done i'm reading like jermaine says i'm doing a lot of hobby reading at the moment um and i think matt we talked about last week is his hobby happy is is list building Mm -hmm. like list building is just a such a fun way to spend like half an hour 45 minutes as you sit on the toilet and you avoid your significant other um definitely like children great to get away from the children yeah absolutely like you just put you know and and you know what i've been doing it pat a pen and paper um, like the old school list building way, um, which just, I don't know. It just has a feel to it. A charm. It's got its own little charm yeah. to it. Like, it's just like just having these escapes at this point in time has been so good. And doing this stuff with you guys has led to more things coming in the open. Like Jermaine and I talking about fucking wrestling, like every single day, like, <laughs> Just putting this out there, guys, we're going to start a wrestling podcast, uh, so please jump on with your our thousand subscribers. Hopefully the Swedes get involved again. Um, but, like, it just getting to talk to people, getting to know guys, 
Um, like, you know, Chris and I, like, like comments would fly on Facebook and stuff like that, but this has allowed me to get to know Chris better. So I mean, know DJ better, Tommy better, all of us better, um, which I think is just a really awesome and fucking cool thing. Mm, definitely nice. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron, are you ready? I'm ready. I also couldn't help but notice you excluded my name from knowing people better, but... Um... Thank you. Like, we already know you far too well, Byron. I, mean, I know you. I know who you are. And I've seen I don't know if that's a good thing. The girth, thing. the color, the amount of pubic hairs. We've seen, we've oh, seen things God. that we, we don't or shouldn't have to see. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. It's the color for me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's flailing around. That, that weird birthmark. <laughs> now that was just chlamydia. I think. Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, unbelievable. It's washed off now. It's all right. <laughs> it washes off, does it? Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, it turns out a bit of soap there with a bit of pumice, and you're all good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope you didn't use your general for that. Do you so well, mate? <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> thanks, uh, thanks for just getting me there. I was, I'm working on this Beastman uh, Bestigo kit, and uh, I, remember, I remember hating this kit, and I was like, going back, I'm like, oh, why do I hate this kit so much for? This is awesome. And it's one of those kits where you put the arms on there, and there's like two or things tied to the arms, and you glue, and they start falling apart as you're building it, and then things start dropping because the glue is just not working fast enough, and I'm too impatient to wait for each thing to solidify. <laughs> so okay. it's, it's been just chaos, and then yeah, I lost one of the heads, and I had to go find it on the ground, and it looks like a whole bunch of other stuff, and I found a bunch more pieces that I lost before, so that's the <laughs> hobby. So that's what's making you happy with the hobby? Yeah, that's worked out all right. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, beyond that, during the break, um, I, I was doing really good here. I was like, I'm just going to work my Beastman. That's all I need. I don't need to get involved in this Empire Civil War silly crap. And then there's all this talk about these generals. And there's talk about making war tents and yeah. campaigns and maps. And now I'm kind of thinking, I don't want to be left out. I kind of want to do, uh, <laughs> I kind of want an Empire Army as well. <laughs> I like it's the war tents that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Beastman war tents. But what, what, what really sealed it was uh, actually Corey. I'll give you credit for once, which is unusual to record that. Um, <laughs> I'll cut it out of the episode, don't worry. Yeah, when you mentioned that I could actually have the forces themed around my Beastman and have them actually just like with corpses of each other and taking their flags off each other and killing each other as actually a theme put together that you could have with the cabinet, that's, that's a really tickle to there. I'm like, oh... That would be very, very cool. And I have all the pieces sitting here. And uh could definitely make that happen. Boom. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Uh, and I think maybe what we'll do in the future as well, uh, given the amount of people now leaning into the Empire Civil War, we might do an Empire Civil War uh, episode, maybe go over a bit of the history of it coming up, maybe. Uh, factions, all that sort of jazz. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you're really cool. I've got some... Uh, map tiles coming too, so that would be very cool to incorporate. Hells yes. I think the Empire, like, it lends itself to getting involved in this kind of stuff because, like, we can kind of understand the perspective as well. Mm. Like, getting involved in, like, a Skaven Civil War, which there is one, which we could do. <laughs> um, but, like, getting to the mind of a Skaven's, like, a bit harder than going, hey, I'm a dude um, with a fucking halberd fighting Some off German dude, yeah. other dudes. With halberds, who these ones just have different mustaches um, <laughs> and whatnot. But I'm high as fuck for that. Yeah, yeah. For me, the empire uh, draw is all the heraldry and like the individual units. 
And then when individual units do things, you can incorporate more of that into the unit itself. Add a little flourish to their base, maybe paint up a a guy a little bit differently, add him in there, then suddenly it's a unit that, you know, killed a vampire. Hey, hey, you back the fuck up. It sounds like it lends itself to a campaign really well. Stop. I'm just saying, I think what we can do, we'll we'll cover it, but I reckon what we do is we do a boys weekend away and just run it like a a one and a half day campaign over it. Just boom, boom, boom. That's probably the best way. Yeah, man. It's a lot easier to herd cats in one spot for a day and a half than it is to herd them over multiple days across months. I reckon. I think with all the pitch opportunities and the drinking. Oh. And oh the sleep-ins. God. Think of the sleep-ins. And sleep the, li- the live podcasting. Oh, my God. Oh, dear God. Oh, wow. That'd be real high-quality shit. Oh, oh just as 10 of us shout around at one microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will, will we have Pat there stealing all the breakfast muffins? Probably. <laughs> oh, that's right. We've got to try and get Pat into this as well. He's doing Skaven, but it wouldn't be much of a push, I don't reckon. <laughs> that's easy. Totally. I can work on that one. All right, you start, you start <laughs> angling then. <laughs> Love he it, could do it. he could do Reichsguard and they kind of act like custodies. <laughs> That's true. Oh, hang on, if there's anything like custodies, let let's not. I can't. No. I can't. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, that's a hard pass. No fun. Uh hobby happy from Chris. No, so, yeah, um, only just recently actually, which which was quite exciting. Um, you know, just coming across a new skill or a new a technique, you can say, um, and it actually paying off. You know, I mean, it's pretty fucking daunting to walk inside from outside after collecting twenty-five lemon tree leaves, <laughs> and then yep. coming and coming inside, chopping up with a fucking herb herb grinder, and um, it producing. Why, why, why'd you have a herb grinder, buddy? No, not like it's not like, a, like just like a herb chopper. So just to make the leaves itself, you know, so I can actually use them for basing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so just to try something, something new, you know, that was that was quite exciting and actually paying off because you know, obviously, like with the with the like with lemon leaves, it's got a bit of texture to it. Um, doesn't just look like a blob of fucking rock by the time you paint it, which is great. Um, yeah, and yeah, just, just just trying something different, you know, like even like with like my my world eaters fire raptor, you know, like trying a sort of candy a candy scheme didn't come out like quite like. Candy Red from Adam for superior reasons. I can see Corey raging um, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst color. It's the like, That's right. <laughs> trigger engaged. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying different stuff and, you know, actually seeing it pay off, which is um, just another another tool in the shed at the end of the day. So, which is always, yeah, which is always good to have. So, always like nailing a new hobby skill. Well, not necessarily nailing it. That sounds super arrogant. Well, it sounds like me, but um, like just like learning, trying something out, and it works. And you're like, oh shit! Like I think the first time I did like the old uh, drinking grime, it's like, oh my god! Like it was scary, but it worked. Yeah, like I know this guy that's an absolute fucking freak with um with green stuff. So be good to hey, <laughs> can, can I get his number? Yeah, <laughs> I'll hit you up. I'll get him. Yeah. People have said the same about my contrast painting skills. In fact, I've been asked to run online tutorials, so uh, stay who, tuned. Who, who asked you, Corey? Was, uh, you? I asked myself. And... <laughs> <laughs> Corey <laughs> Leslie at gmail.com. It's a 90-day... It's a 90-day... 90, 90 uh, 90 90 $90 course. Um, 
you supply all your own stuff, and I may or may not actually come. <laughs> uh, by, do you mean attend or? No. <laughs> you, oh, I'll never tell. <laughs> oh no, Corey, like Jack again. And this is how you get the real viscosity. Was it? Here's oh, the Lamia medium. It's a Duncan's <laughs> Road tutorial of not so two things. I, I, I reached out to G Dub <laughs> and I said, "Look, you can't replace Duncan, but how about the next best thing with the next best painting uh, product?" <laughs> Yet to hear back. Surprising. I'm waiting for the, the harassment lawsuit. <laughs> <Hopefully> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> please, sir, please stop! Please stop emailing us here. <laughs> Pictures of your semen. <laughs> <laughs> What is this, some kind of metallic album? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Here's my white contrast, bitch. Please, please stop emailing us pictures of your semen. That's, um... It's going to be a it's high a point show. right there. I mean, I Meanwhile, I'm... James Hetfield's jumping out of his seat here. Where can I get a hold of this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I hadn't done it before, but... <laughs> God. Oh. The days where you had to email dick pics. Find <laughs> <laughs> a host, server to host them. I stack them across my webcam. <laughs> Super grainy. It's just like just Japanese porn all the time. <laughs> I just used to stand up and be like, "This is what's up." <laughs> oh god! Bloody hell! Wow! All right, well, hobby happies. That's it. Anyone else? Any? <laughs> any? Want to throw? Hobby happies is probably the wrong term after that. Um, yeah, what about like a hobby chubby? I like it. No, I like it better. Nah, I like hobby hobby chubby. Like it. Hobby chubby chub. it is. Yeah. Poor Jay, you've created this something he... beautiful and wholesome, and you've just degraded it in the five seconds he's gone. And then you he can knew, describe it. You're like, oh man, is it getting you full chub, half chub? Yeah. I'm turgid. I'm turgid currently. <laughs> I did find uh, actually a good uh, a good article just quickly on Hobby Happy that made me turgid. Um, was an old ye oldie incubablum or something that was like these old school Warhammer fluff articles they used to have in White Dwarf. Um, and it was about like the von Karstlands during the Vampire Wars and like oh, the nice. Drakenhof Guard and like this battle between like um Vlad and like the White Wolves and all uh, the White Wolves and shit. Um, cause he like stapled one of them to like a fucking, I don't know, like the door of Middenheim cause it, he oh, killed him once. Yeah, it was great. Um, hey, but it was just dude. really cool cause it actually talks about like the mortal levy troops and the, the Drakenhof guard, which were like the elite, um, uh, were they great swordsmen of the Von Drax. And then obviously when the Von Karsteins took over, then they sort of kept fighting for him and shit. Just all sorts of cool stuff like that. It's really so, good little find and color so schemes as well. Were the Von Drax vampires as well, or were they like the noble family that preceded the Von Karstens taken over? They were the uh, the noble family that preceded the Von Karstens. Pretty much Otto Von Drax was this crazy old dickhole. Um, he was a real douche canoe, um, and pretty much like he didn't have any sons. Isabella was his only daughter, and pretty much on his deathbed, like like his brothers just hanging around going, "Yeah, like die, dickhead, so I can you know take over <laughs> hell. I might marry your daughter because fuck you, old man. Nothing you can do." And then, uh, you know, it's a stormy night and all this, there's wolves howling and shit and there's a knock on the door and Vlad's like, yo, motherfucker, I'm going to bang your daughter. And he's like, sweet. You know, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that's how the vampire counts come around. Awesome. Yeah. You have to forward that article since it's brilliant. I think it's I may great. have seen it back in the day, but it's been such a long time. Because yeah, uh, when, when you said the heraldry and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I remember that. 
because they've got some yeah. brilliant heraldry. It's cool. Yeah, it's got like um the dragon. It's like there's a picture of the Von Drac banner or the Drakenhof banner before Vlad came into power. And then there's the um, Von Karstan banner, but it's like apparently he changed little bits over like 200 years, so no one ever realized that it went from like this chick holding a shield to like just a fucking skeleton holding the shield with Von Karstan all over it. It's still got like mm-hmm. similar, like they're in a similar pose and all that sort of shit. So it's kind of interesting. Like the, I think it sort of nods its head to sort of how insidious the vampire counts are. Playing the slow game, long game. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely a hobby happy. For myself, I think that was good fun to find. Love it. Oh, cool. Love it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, our hobby happies. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just go ahead and start. Start. No, I'm fine. Just go ahead. Stop playing. Go. Yeah, that's good. This is one of my favorite songs. Thank you. Breaking my back just to know your name. Seventeen tracks, and I've had it with this game. But heaven ain't closed. In a place like this Heaven ain't close In a place like this Bring it back down Bring it back down tonight Never thought I'd let a rumor Ruin my Somebody told me you had a boyfriend Who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year It's not confidential I've got potential Well, somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. It's not confidential. I've got potential. Thank you, good night. Alrighty, and we're back. Um, so we floated the next part as an idea last week. I think Nick floated it, actually, um, because we're talking just a lot about what the fuck we're doing while we're hobbying, and we've spoken a lot of the fact that we talk to each other a lot, but sometimes, obviously, there's not people around, so we're talking about what do we do, and Nick, you know, Threw it out there, you know, like a lot of movie watching on that kind of stuff happens. We thought, let's let's have a bit of a fun with what our top sort of three movies are that we watch while we hobby. Now, the disturbing fact is we found out that a few people don't watch anything. So I don't know if you're like, like sitting the, there in the silence. argument again, Corey. Pardon? 
It's like the wiping argument all over again. <laughs> yeah, was, that was like horrific when I found out how people wipe their ass like through yeah. the legs. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Through? No, sorry, around the back. No. Yeah, yeah, they go around the back. Got... We wipe yeah. through. We wipe yeah. through. We're the wizards. Right. Yeah. You wipe you... forward or backwards? No, no, the direction, not so much the point. I mean, well, I know no, I'm just shit, clarifying. I'm but, like, well, just clarifying. I mean, forward is very, very different. I mean, you're, you're getting some flaps there. No, no, but I see. You no, know, this is the point that I have with like watching towards your balls. How little self control and how little do you know about yourself to know where You're your asshole shitty. stops yeah. and your balls are? Because there's a exactly. size of like, well, actually, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much gooch length you have in between. <laughs> but at least I know where my asshole stops, and I know I've probably got a a, a little bit of a leeway before I get anywhere near my balls. So isn't uh, a big... I'm not a parent, so I can't say, but isn't a big thing of parenting teaching young girls to wipe front to back? For, oh, yeah, that's... Know, with my daughter, well, like, with, with kids... Completely different. different. Like, I'm a yeah. dude, like... An adult male. I'm an adult male. Like, I know where my sure. balls so are you, and where my you, asshole stops. So, all right, what if you've had a big night, you've gone for the beer bog, you've overshot, and there's mess everywhere. You're just going to, like, just keep wiping forward to... But you know, like well, I've never okay, been. The other option is okay. The, what's the, the other option? You're wiping shit towards your nutsack, or you're wiping it up your ass crack. Like the argument works both ways. I'm gonna put it out there. Like I've never been so drunk that I haven't been able to wipe my ass properly. Like I'm sorry. Like I may have been so drunk I haven't made the toilet to throw up. Well, been there. But like to, to so properly drunk, wipe my ass. Drink, Anyway, this is off topic. <laughs> yeah, we've. Uh, we've a bit. What were you saying, Corey? <laughs> you took me by surprise, there, mate. <laughs> That's how he works. Anyway, top three movies that you like to watch while you hobby. Okay, that's the what we're doing. This is how we're going. That's what we're going with. I'm going to start, Nick. It was your idea, so I'm starting with you. Okay. Um. So I'll go my probably my bottom one. Um. I'm going to say like any of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, good nice. one. Good choice. Good one. Like, and also, like, to, I'm I'm cheating a little bit here, but like, you know, if you're if you're, you know, the the daughter, like, your kids are away, your partner's away, and you got a whole day, or like maybe even a day and a night of hobby ahead of you, I just bang those on from start to finish, just let that shit go all day. Great, because you don't need to listen to it. Um, the next one's probably the next two are a toss up, so I don't know which one's one, which one's two, but it'd have to be Aliens. And the thing. So the thing, in reference to the earlier conversation, Corey was you said big trouble in Little China. I said uh, it was I different it theme, same sort of thing. Obviously, John Carpenter and uh, that beautiful, beautiful Kurt Russell. Um, but yeah, I love those two movies. I love the mood of them. Um, and I think the thing that really helps, well, I like the best bit I find with a hobby movie, if you will, or a hobby series, is something you don't need to watch. Like you've seen it so many times, you can see it in your mind's eye. So I can yeah. be sitting here concentrating on whatever I'm doing. And then, you know, as I'm hearing, you know, like, oh, we should just nuke the site from orbit and shit, you know, exactly what's happening as you're hearing it sort of thing. Um, so I find those two are really good for that. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of horrors as actually in hindsight when you look at that lineup um, and they're good to put on while hobby. But that's just my two cents um, and I'm correct. So fuck you all. <laughs> Great choices. Nice. Solid, I think. I think. I think you're spot on with the idea that it needs to be something that doesn't take your focus away. So, like, I can't hobby in silence. So I'll either have a movie or, like, music or something going. Um, but it needs to be something that's not going to take my focus away from what I'm doing because I'm, like, 
scatterbrained as fuck is enough as it is. Like I'll try, I'll find any excuse I can to look away and not do what I'm doing. Um, so I think you're one hundred percent correct. The 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 train of thought is something that you have seen a fuckload. Yep. You don't need to look at it. Because, yeah, if you, I find if I try to put a new show on, I'm like, oh, this is fucking interesting. And then, I'm like, oh, it's the end of the show. Ah, fuck. You know what I mean? The yeah. green stuff's set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go Byron. All right. Um, so, yeah, I can't watch movies well. <laughs> I do this. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if I had a movie going on, I'd want to watch it. I just feel compelled to look at it there. So that just weirds me out you guys do that. Uh, What I do do is listen to podcasts and uh, music, though. See, I find podcasts can even be more distracting because you're actually, again, like if I'm watching a movie that I've seen many times, I can just, you know, like there's not a lot of brain power going into it. But a podcast you've got to listen to, I find. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, if there's a movie going on, I mean, like there's an action scene. I'm going to want to turn and see that action scene, even if I've seen it a million times before. Like, I will often rewatch the movies, diehards over and over and over again there. And I'll just sit through and watch them all. And if I see a cool action scene, I'm going to want to turn my head. I'm going to stop painting what I'm doing. I'm going to be engrossed in the movie for a while. It just, it pulls me out. I mean, some guys can do it. I'm one of those guys. Whereas a podcast, there's not a visual medium whatsoever. There's nothing to turn to. It's already there. It's just audio noise. Much like kids. Yeah. But that, you actually want to listen to a podcast. But uh, the podcast I do listen to would be, um, uh, it's my favorite to be, there's these guys called The Bald Move. Uh, they do um, commentary on shows, reviews, and movies. So like, they're really good for uh, like running TV series. They'll do deep dives into theories. It's a really good show for something like um, Westworld. We have on a weekly. And then you, you watch the show, then you spend a week kind of like doing theory, theory crafting and trying to understand what's happening on there and all these cool ideas. So really fun for doing that. And okay. the other ones I listen to would be based on whatever interests my are. So Quite often it'll be a World of Warcraft uh, podcast. I'm into that at the time, or any other game really. Just something looking at there. I'll just pop it on. The 40k podcast always entertaining. If you get a chance to listen to that one, they do a little fluff fan or fan fiction section, which is always, always entertaining. All right, that's okay. good. Yeah. Good suggestion. Let's have, have a crack of those. You yeah, live as much to Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. That's an absolute favorite of mine. That's mm. a brilliant podcast. That one. Dan, I find Dan's one, like what you're talking about, Nick, Dan's one of the ones where I actually have to sit and listen because yeah. it's so engrossing. engrossing and dense. It's like, mm. fuck, I zoned out for five minutes and it was like a really key detail. Um, yeah. But I do love the podcast. The podcasts are a fan, like especially like gaming podcasts and that kind of stuff. Um, I but, always avoided the Red Jokers though. So I think yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> They had this exchange student on once and it would like tank the show. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, very unfortunate. I was more of a faux bros kind of guy. Hey, that was solid. <laughs> Two thirds of it was like amazing. Unfocused. <laughs> Wait, was that us? Yeah, the first, uh, the first three hours was really good. It was, it was the second three hours that uh, made it difficult. I did not like unfocused, uh, dislike of converting. <laughs> I liked the guy with the tiny hands because they felt really good around my dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget that guy's name, but he had delightfully tiny little hands. Angry. So much anger in a small package on that one, though. Violent, mass- like violent hand jobs. <laughs> All right, Matty Boy, you're up. All right. So 
I don't watch movies too often, but um, if I do chuck them on, it's as Nick said, they're ones I've watched a million times before. Yeah. And um, a big one for me is the Lord of the Rings, but the Two Towers. Okay. Most mm. of that is just battle. Yeah. So you can look over at any point, sort of thing. Great um, battle too. Great, like. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. Good. Next movie would probably be uh, Step Brothers. Probably my favourite comedy to watch. That's a- Love that one. See, I don't know if I'd bang a comedy on while hobbying. That's something I'd probably avoid. Well, yeah, I don't really watch movies too often. Like, honestly, the big thing I do watch, which goes back to it, is I watch Stargate SG-1 a shit ton. All nice. that Teal action. Yeah, Teal'c indeed. All that shit. Now, there's uh, like 10 seasons, 20 episodes each season sort of deal. Oh, it's just solid, yep. Whack it on. I've watched each episode like five, six times already, so you don't need to look, but you know what's going on. House of you Cards, like Atlantis? Atlantis? Good series to put on. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, Atlantis, yeah, I do like Atlantis too. Just uh, not usually my go-to. I'll watch the ASG one instead. Nice. And, uh, probably the wild card movie that I do watch a little bit. Uh, little Nicky. Oh, odd choice. Oh, okay. Odd choice. So, yeah, when I was younger. Oh, Wiggly and Bees. <laughs> had uh, an old cousin burn like, a few movies for us, and that was one of them. So not too much choice, but yes, yeah, so I watched that just non-stop. That was one of my favourites growing up as well. Love that movie. It's great. Popeye's so chicken. Good. Popeye's, Popeye's chicken's a fucking business. <laughs> God. Oh, Sandler, like, he's an interesting, um, he's an interesting <laughs> study as like an actor. Like, does some amazing stuff and then just does some fucking horrible, <laughs> horrible things. Jack and Jill. Oh, <laughs> why, why'd you say that? Why'd you say the words? But see, I think that's my boy. Was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed that one. I didn't like it as much as you guys do, and it's just because I'm not a huge Sandberg fan. I'm not a huge Sandberg fan either. I dislike him. Actively. I can tolerate him in Brooklyn Nine Nine because yep. there's enough scenes without him, and I find Holt and um, I find Terry Crews hilarious. Oh, Holt is fucking impeccable. I, I just lose my yeah. shit with Holt all the time. Just he's deadpan. I am incredibly. I am in so I'm much. I'm ecstatic pain. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ecstatic right now. Can you not tell? <laughs> yeah, he's great. Even the premise of the character is just funny because. He, in comedy terms, he plays the straight man. Yeah, yeah. In comedy, but obviously he's not straight, which is just, you know. He makes the show for me whole. I absolutely love him. Oh, Sorry. Raymond. <laughs> love it. Uh, DJ. Yep. Um, so Matt touched on Lord of the Rings. I find I love watching that for hobby, but I find I need to be working on Lord of the Rings hobby, otherwise it will, you know, take me off track. So uh, my three for when I'm doing any sort of hobby is the TV series Generation Kill, um, and then very quite similar to that Band of Brothers. Both oh, of those yeah, ones, that, yeah, both of those are ones that I've watched quite a bit. Um, I find I need a break every now and then, sort of, you know. So I can turn around, see what's on, get a bit of food, go, yep, that's cool, and then, and then sort of get back to it. I also like that they're quite long series and, you know, really well done. And, again, those are ones that I've seen quite a fair bit. And um, the other one is Kelly's Heroes because uh, my I think my mum had a DVD, like, free pack with it with, like, Where Eagles Dare and, um, you know, I can't remember what else, like, maybe Dirty Dollars and, and Is Where Eagles Dare the one with Michael Caine? 
Yeah, it's where they uh, trying to kill Hitler or hit the the Germans are trying to kill the the good general. I can't remember what it is. Um, it's probably Michael Caine. Um, but yeah, Kelly's Heroes is like this, basically Donald like Sutherland. A, a, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically almost like a spoof and. I remember putting it on, like, you know, for many late nights for architecture, and I could just put it on, and we'll just put it on repeat because it was enough that it was there that if I needed a distraction, I could, but I just didn't need to pay any attention to it at all. It was just, just a great little movie, and, yeah, it's just one I could always go back to and put on while I'm hobbying. Nice. Always a win. Beautiful. Uh, Tommy. Uh, so... I don't really watch anything. I like the quiet when I hobby. And I, I'm normally like in my head coming up with stuff for what I'm paying, to be honest. Fair. Yeah. I'm Pretty normally like time. inventing like original stories for like every like character in my army. No, nothing wrong with that. Is that it? Yeah. Cool. Keeps it easy. That's very cool actually. I like that. Good idea. Good use of time. Double, you like yeah, double kind of hobbying. Like, <laughs> it kind of like motivates me to paint them as well because it's like, oh, this guy's so cool. Like, you know, yeah. That's good because like a fluff to me, obviously, like I'm a massive fluff nerd, but um, it like it can really, I, I get where you're coming from. It can color your um, color how you're building the model or what you're going to do with him. Like, hmm. yeah. And That's it's cool, cool too, like later when you are playing a game, like something like you might have just some lead in a in like a rank and file. That dies, but like you kind of got like a bit of a backstory for him. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. remember painting, you know, Rat Man number two, three, eight. But you know, I dropped him and he lost an arm. Ergo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jermaine. Um, so <laughs> the first one I'm going to mention is um, the other guys. Sure. <laughs> I reckon I watch it at least once a month. It's got to be That's at least once solid, a month. Solid. Um, uh... And like going back to what you guys were saying, it's a movie that can play in my head as long as I hear the audio. Yep. Um, in for the bushes. Oh man, there's just like there's so <laughs> many. Nick, like you know my absolute love of that movie. Yeah, like, you, you texted me the entire fucking tuna <laughs> conversation. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, love, love, love that one. Um, Second one is a little bit, um, is a little bit embarrassing, but I love the movie from when I was a kid, um, and that's the first Fast and the Furious movie. Nice, it's so horrible. It's so horrible, and it's kind of like the other guys where it makes me chuckle as I'm painting. <laughs> yep. I mean, never had it, um, Ted Levine's in it, or whatever his name is. It Ted Levine, the guy who plays um Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bill, you know. Oh, yeah, he's one of the um, special agents. Yeah, like the handler. <laughs> oh, cool. Go back you and watch it. Um, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I can never get sick of, like, no one likes the tuna here. Um, that <laughs> destroys me each and every time. <laughs> Drills me. Um, there's that one. And the third one, like, really depends yeah. what I'm painting. So, um, lately, because we've been on the fantasy stuff. Um, one of the movies that I watched while hobbying was Your Highness. Oh, my God. Good choice. Oh, wow. yeah. so oh good. fuck. That's a yeah. solid movie. It's so underrated. Not a lot of people sort of know about them. Like, I've, I've said to people before, I'm like, have you ever watched that, that movie? No idea what it is. 
it, was it the triangle face guy? What's that? Was that the triangle face guy? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, not the triangle face. No, I don't like triangle me. face. <laughs> Amazing. Look at Courtney. His head looks like a penis. <laughs> Amazing. And then now we all know when you can't cut off a minotaur's horn. You're cutting off <laughs> yeah. and wearing and your neck. It's so brilliant. Yes. Oh my god, that's Oh, I forgot that. It's so oh my brilliant. God. There's there's too many good bits in that movie, and because we've been on this fantasy binge, it just it just matched. It just suited everything. The, the fucking wizard. Yeah. It's so good. Oh How my god. Me with <sighs> magic, motherfucker. <laughs> or, or what about when um when they go to visit the the, the old wizard? Yeah. You've been coming here since you're a child. It's a fun little game we play. I'll work Fuck. the balls. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah. So yeah. So three three comedies for my for my selections. I appreciate that you call Fast and the Furious a comedy. What's a joke, so the first one <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Like Chris, you know, Chris being a car guy can can jump in on this one as well. Like when they start talking car jargon, it's just it's just like none of it is like you, you you actually can't do that. It doesn't work. Um, just more NOS. More NOS, right? It doesn't work. There's at the very, very start, there's a there's a thing that um uh, his name is Jesse. Uh, in the group, he's the he's the smart one that apparently went to MI, MIT in America, oh, yeah. um, and he's the one that works on all the cars. Isn't he on a spectrum? Yes. There is a whole bunch of jargon that he says, and you listen to it, and as a car person, you're like, none of that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I appreciate because you at least understand Vin Diesel in it. Like he wasn't grumble grumble at that point in time. We're just saying family a lot. Nah, he was like, I live no, my last quarter mile about. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like it's funny too because like winning's winning. Those car people are kind of like, what is like shifting like a granny? Like you know when he does the shifting like a granny speech, and all car people are like don't know what that means. Like I don't. What do you mean? So, and how do you know that from driving next to the car next to you? I, I. But yeah, love that movie. <laughs> so bad, it's good level. Glorious, love it's, it. It's a classic, man. It's a classic, and it's what like as a kid, I actually thought that movie was cool as shit. As a kid, I did too. A fan as of a uh, Triple X as well. No, no, but I was a fan <laughs> of like I remember watching that movie, going, "When I get a car, I'm gonna have neons on the bottom." <laughs> so then, actually, when I got into cars, I'm like, "No, that is not good." That is, nope, we're not doing that. So, Fast and, um, Fast and the Furious and Need for Speed Underground have a lot to answer for. Oh. Yes. <laughs> the window. Especially when you go to Chapel Street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to go next. Um, I'm going to work backwards to my top. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is one for me. Interesting. Nice. New, like it. It's honestly my favorite Marvel film of all time. Ooh, um, gonna have to put Thor Ragnarok in there. Yeah, Ooh, I, yeah. I, you're you're right. Thor Ragnarok is pretty fucking good. Um, but I don't know what it is about Guardians of the Galaxy, but it, I just like it. Just draws me in. Soundtrack um, solid. The soundtrack is solid as fuck. It the performances are great. Like. Like I know Chris Pratt, like he's gone overboard. Like they've he's just been cast in too much shit too often lately, playing the same character. Um, because God help me, Jurassic World. 
What about that Tomorrow War or whatever? Fuck Tomorrow War. <laughs> I miss <laughs> that, movie. that is a brilliant movie. You take that back. Hey, Jermaine, um, how did I describe that movie to get you on board? Um, he was a special forces with a passion for science. Well, anyone with a passion for science, that's understood. But him as Star-Lord in that first film was is amazing. And, like, Batista as Drax oh, he is, is so good because yeah. they haven't gone over the top with him yet. Like, I rewatched it, like, two days ago. And, like, Drax is actually genuinely funny in this without trying to be funny. Mm. Whereas, like, they tried to make him, like, a bit more funny, haha, in um, the second one and in, like, Infinity War and stuff like that. But in this one, he's just funny because he's just his character and it's just amazing. Like, he's just, like... He would have to be, I'm going to put this out there, he'd have to be the best wrestler turned actor. Oh, that's a big What about Stone Cold Steve Austin, man? And Condemned. Back up. Uh, I was literally, as soon as you said Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was trying to think of the name of that movie. Condemned was good. Condemned's um, one of those bad. The Longest Yard? Movie. Wasn't he in The Longest Yard? Wasn't like the. Yes, entire, he was, he was uh, a guard prison guard. Yeah. yeah. You're forgetting about Blade 3 and Triple H? No, I'm not forgetting about Blade 3 and Triple H because that also had Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Beale in it. Yeah, it did. Uh, what was that Hulk Hogan space one? That was awesome, where he's like this crash. <laughs> was it Flash? Was sick movie. Do you remember? Oh, no, it wasn't Flash. Do you remember the Hulk Hogan one where he's the nanny? Oh, yeah, he's the nanny. nanny? What is, it? Yeah. is it Urban Commander? Oh, what's it with the boat? Where he's in the black boat? That's sick as fuck. Oh, you can't say that. Man. Hulk Sorry. Hogan uh, was in a lot more movies than you'd think. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise is a fucking sick movie. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. Someone's hit an IMDb. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm sticking by Batista being the best actor in movies, but... I um, I saw this great picture. It's like, um, you know, that Invisible Man movie that came out with the chick um, from uh, Handmaid's Tale in it? Yep. It's like, it's the poster of that, and it's her, like, freaking out, because he's and it's just Drax standing behind her eating yep. the chips. Like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My movements are so slow. <laughs> But yeah, he's no, very the, dry. His delivery in that first one, like where he's like, um, nothing goes over my head. I'm too fast. My, my, I would catch it. I reflect yeah. it. That's too fast. Um, so good. So Guardi- Guardian of the Galaxy is up there. Um oh, I really should have thought of this a bit more with a bit more depth in detail. Big game. Um Pardon? You took big game. Well, I did, but then I really just remember that I just got really excited about my number one pick, which I'll just go with that at this point in time because I can't remember <laughs> pick of a third. But, like, my all-time favourite movie in a movie I can watch without watching it is Jurassic Park. I was going to say JP. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 100% going to be Jurassic Park. Um, like, what, like, for a movie that came out when it did, like, it just looks so fucking good still. The dinosaurs are amazing. You get Goldblum with half a oh, shirt on. Goldblum. Get, oh, damn. Damn. Let's see. The internet's daddy. And how good, like, how good is Jeff Goldblum? Oh my god! Um, he really came up in the world. You see him in the. You fly. get Laura fuck Dern in some cutoff shorties, and you're like, "Fuck!" To be 13 again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you have you ever seen the uh, the movies that made us when they go into the making of, and uh, how they actually made uh, Jurassic Park? No. It's this cool um, TV series on Netflix, and they go to different various movies like Die Hard. Um, Home Alone, stuff like that. And so the movies that made us, and they go like the behind the scenes, how they made the movie, all the troubles they had. It's, it's really interesting because the dinosaurs were going to be all 
uh, claymation to start with. Oh. Yeah, they built a whole bunch, and he did a whole lot of work. And like uh, some guys working on his team, were like I could do better on computer. And so they made this secret thing in computer, and they showed it to the producer. And they went for the computer right away, and they threw out this guy's anima- like his all his claymation oh. work. And basically killed his career at that point because CG Ooh. took over. And he's like kind of bitter about it. <laughs> when is, I'm trying to think when has claymation ever looked good. I love it. it man. If that was the best it was going to look. It was like Watson Gromit. It just reminds me of um, Parks and Rec, where Ben, if you've ever watched it, Ben takes oh, like, yes. time off <laughs> and he makes this claymation movie. And he's like, I've been, I spent six months and, on it, and it goes for like three seconds. He's like, Is that is that it? Is that all I've done? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a full existential crisis about it. Yeah. All I can think um, of is that on that trapdoor show. Oh yes. Like oh, how cool was that? back in the day. Yeah. Well, pe- Stay away from that trap door. Coming back to Nick's choice, have you seen the thing version of Pingu? Dear God. Oh, yeah, so I, it's, I think it's called the Pingu, and it's Pingu as if it was the thing. I'll send it to you later. It's pretty great. Okay. <laughs> it's horrifying thinking of it going, noot, noot, noot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and all the tentacles come out. Like <laughs> It's all claymation. All right, I will watch that. Um, back to Jurassic Park, though, because I haven't finished on the Jurassic Park train. No fair. It's just so fucking good. Um, but, like, have any of you read the book? No. Hey, uh, yes. Uh, I read yes. Yes. They're good. Because it's wildly different. Mm. Um, like, like uh, Alan Grant is supposed to be, like, a fat paleontologist in a Hawaiian shirt. So you're um, Nedry? <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be Nedry, effectively. Um, but John Hammond is evil as fuck in the book. And he so he's ends the all book. expenses? Well, he didn't because he gets eaten by compies oh, in the shit. book. Okay. Yeah. So it's like wildly different. It's like, wow. Because I, I read the book after I watched the movie. But well, cause the movie um, came out I was like, like, I can see why you made those changes. Because having John Hammond as an evil dude who gives no shits about his grandchildren um, <laughs> probably isn't going to sell as well. And I like a bit of action. So I've just been thinking this in uh, my third one. I like a bit of action. I like a bit of Arnie. I like a bit of Jamie Lee Curtis. I like oh, the true lies. Oh, underrated. Yeah. Oh, like underrated. a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like that, those whole sequences, like him, like it's just fucking. It's a, it's so good. I just think um, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> um, but oh, I can never remember the fat guy's name. And he, Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, Tom Arnold. Like, he's not that fat. Well, he's fat enough. In comparison, he's husky. He's husky. He's husky. Um, but. It it was such a and it was again one of those things. Maybe I'm really showing that I'm quite perverted as a young child. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis with her little dance scene, <laughs> Laura Dern in cutoffs. I didn't know what for, yeah. and Drax. <laughs> oh, my nipples. So yes, Drax. Um, those are my three. Okay, good choices. God, I'm gonna watch True Lies when I go to bed. It's a good job. I'm going to watch one scene of True Lies over and over again until I finish. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old VCR really got the beating back in the day, oh. have <laughs> Corey, do you know why, like, the, why the dancing scenes just really worn to shit? Corey, why, do, why do you actually own a VCR still? Like, shut up. <laughs> Childhood nostalgia, bitch. <laughs> I got it at the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tuned in. 
Uh, Chris. So um, one thing that got me quite motivated in getting my Empress children done was just endless, endless amounts of Pornhub. It's research. It's research for my army, honey, I swear. He was watching Pornhub on one screen and Event Horizon on the other screen and he, into his brain it went and just came out Empress children. And then you said Dirge of Slanesh playing. This happened. Yeah. And, and it was Corey's oh, Jizzle. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Battlefield Earth? What? Yeah, sorry, I just thought of it. I just pictured John Travolta's stupid face in the stupid makeup. I was like, ah, and Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, Pornhub. So no, no let's just. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean this is um, probably one of my all-time favorites. Is it's hard to choose one of the of the nine. I think they're at now. Uh, was the Saw the Saw series? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just some of the sinister shit that was going on in those movies were. Pretty, yeah. It was um, it was exciting, but fucking horrifying at the same time. You know, right, by exciting, do we mean like Empress Children kind of exciting? No, no. I mean, you know, it's just it's just how twisted some motherfuckers are in thinking of yeah, these fucking up, traps, yeah. dude. Like that's it's fucked. Like I remember seeing the first one when I was like fourteen, I think it was, and that was um, that was horrifying. Like the 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 reverse bear trap. Oh, it's one of the most fucking horrifying things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, look, you know, seeing a guy yeah. fucking hack at his leg off, it's that's nothing. Like seeing this fucking bear trap thing, it's like, you know, that that's fucked. Hostel still gets me when the um the Achilles slops back oh, up the I don't handle horror or gore movies well. I will just fall asleep. Like I'll, I'll bang a horror movie on, like in the afternoon, and I'll wake up and be like, "Can you not put fucking horror movies on if you're gonna fall asleep because they're scary as shit?" I love a good horror movie. My my love of horror movies is like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and and The Evil Dead. <laughs> I would I would watch hokey messes. Prefer to watch thrillers. Yeah, like I'd prefer to watch like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's a good one. And shit like that. But I don't. I'm not dealing well with people getting fucking. Reds. You know what horror movie still gets me? Um, was it Sinister with Ethan Hawke? Yes, that one. That one that still one. gets me. Oh, it's, oh, you yeah. need to watch it. Like I, I hid behind that. Ari when I watched that for the first time, and I love oh, horror movies. Wow. Yeah, there's just a there's a small revelation about halfway through the movie, and oh, yeah. <laughs> and the thanks one, for making me watch that one. <laughs> one the one horror movie that really stuck out to me. Was, um, it's a French one called Martyrs. Okay. Um, it starts out as like normal horror, and I'm like, cool, this is whatever. This is normal horror. And then halfway, it takes a turn, and then I remember turning it off and thinking to myself, what on earth did I just watch? Okay. I, just, like, I was just like looking at a blank TV for ages. That's what's um, it called? It's called Martyrs. As in like, I'm going to make a martyr of myself? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a French. It's a French one. Um, yeah, man. I I got to the end and I'm like, yeah, cool. Wish I didn't watch that. Okay. Oh wow. I have to watch it. Watch it now. I felt the same way with the Point Break remake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's horror. God, you know, one of the movies I was going to put down was Point Break because holy shit, Mate, I love that movie. Point Break. So I absolutely. But Point Break's a movie that I can't do something else. I have to watch it. Yeah, me too. So, that's why I didn't put it down, man. We're all in agreement though that point that. Fast and the Furious is just a Point Break remake with cars instead of surfing, right? Checks out. I mean, kind oh, of, yeah. Oh, but... Yeah. 
shit. That was good though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm point just shaking cool. like crazy. No, no, no. I, I love Point Break. I think it's brilliant. And then Fast and Furious came along. I'm like, this is a Point Break with cars. Like I'm a DJ now. I don't know who I am. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> He's a law enforcement officer with a passion for cars. How about that? I know and who family. I'm not. Johnny fucking Utah. <laughs> My name's Johnny Utah. Also, love how like he was a he was an all star quarterback. And yep. that set of skills also translates super well to being a top FBI agent. Like that, <laughs> that like translated so well. I yeah. like that he's a top FBI agent who's an all-star quarterback who's got a history of knee issues who managed to pass the fitness tests. It's like oh, surely that right. knee came up at some point. That's right, because he goes to chase. He goes to he chase goes Patrick to chase Swayze and he does his knee, and that's how Patrick Swayze realizes it's him. Like... Damn, it's a good film, man. So fucking good. I might watch that when I go to bed. I can't yeah, it's, watch it. it's been years since I watched Point Break. Yeah, oh, film. it's so Johnny good. Fucking Utah. And I love how Patrick Swayze's character somehow knows all of Johnny Utah's stats from, yep. <laughs> from random college football. This is Johnny Utah. <laughs> Amazing. That's a good movie. And then, like, the bit where they muck up the Australians at the end is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I love um that, that um Anthony Kiedis is in it. Yeah, in the Red yeah, Hot yeah, Chili yeah. Peppers yep. as one of the surfers. Like as... that would be a waste of time, and they get shot in the foot. Yeah, it's a good takeaway. Amazing movie. So my um my second all time. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> we'll go back to my movie, right? <laughs> um, my second choice would would have to be Super Bad. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. So yeah, that's a um, big vanity trail. Funny thing about that, Jules, yeah. is my back's located on my dick. My <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill as a teenager was such a fun. I love the bit where Jonah Hill pretends like they're in science class and he's with Jules and he's pretending to jerk off into into yeah. this like cup thing and then pretends to drink it. Oh. <laughs> Rough. That, that drills me so every good. time, man. Every time. I tell you what's another like classic movie of long long the super bad in your highness vein. This is the end. With oh. Channing Tatum as the gimp. Oh that yeah. is I, I, I oh, love him. Fuck. Yeah I fuck Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Oh that that movie was a, a like just amazing. Danny McBride Never becoming looked. king of the cannibals. <laughs> I'll never look at Michael Sarah the same way. Oh my god. Come in, sweetie. Come in, come in. Sip. Sip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh god. So good. And, oh, and the uh, musical number at the end? Oh, the musical number at the end. Like, we won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't watched it. But dear god, no, the musical know. number so just made good. the movie for me. Oh, right. And, oh, uh, and your third choice, Chris? My, yes, <laughs> my number one choice. I don't know why I fucking put it on every time because I get nothing done. When I'm watching it, um, I was so obsessed with this movie at the time that it actually made it into my wedding speech. With me starting oh, off, wow. with, oh wow, yeah, with me starting out with my name Jeff. So oh, <laughs> my first choice would have to be yeah, 22, <laughs> 22 Jump Street. That is a yeah, good movie. Nice. One Jump Street, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, so it's, 
<laughs> just thinking of it now. There's so many good bits of that. Yeah, there's, you know, like you think of a bit of a fucking Jonah Hill freak, but yeah, he's, um, I, just, I love when you realize yeah. um, that Jonah Hill fucked the cap Ice Cube's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. oh, 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 fight the Korean Jesus. Oh shit, that is good. So, yeah, so those would be like those would be my top three. Or fucking if you want to include the other eight of Saw, top nine, top to my fucking eleven. But yeah, no, it's um, it's good fun, good fun. Yeah, uh, awesome. Oh, yeah, we already did me, mate. Did we? Oh, we're done then. Yeah, I think. Did we miss anyone? Did we do you? Yeah, trust yeah. Bartman. I just want to say, has anyone seen American Werewolf in London? Yes. Uh, no. Oh. No, we talked about this the other day, didn't we? Yeah, the, the soundtrack on it's amazing. Was it with Werewolves of London from One and Seven? Dun, dun, no, no, it's dun, uh, dun. when he's turning. It's Bad Moon Rising. Okay. Yeah, it's quite Ooh, good. Nice. Good movie, very dark. Like it's a dark. I think it's meant to be a dark comedy. It's super fucked up and dark and like sad, but it's also a dark comedy. Like it just works oddly well, and it's not like uh, it was an American Werewolf in Paris, which was fucking garbage. <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't watched that, have a red hot shot. It's stuck in my head. That's the one where he's like the moors, isn't it? Yeah, at the start, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's a good movie. Hustle game. Yeah, good good uh good keeping us on track, Corey. Um yeah. so am I mixing in uh this is for the listeners as well. We accidentally left off well, I accidentally left off um our gaming etiquette uh spiel and luckily Corey actually listened to the podcast and found out that we dropped it. So that will probably be following this part, I'm gonna say, yes. Yeah. Excellent. And that will then finish up the episode. I don't think we need to recap any more, do we, on anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we've had a, a thorough night. I think we've probably spoken less hobby stuff like that, but it's been a good chat about what we've been doing and then movies and shit. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, again, good for our well-being, good for um, probably not our listeners' well-being, all 12 of them. Um, but yeah, it's good just touching on non-necessarily hobby-related shit, if that makes sense. Just, you know, broaden the horizon. The Swedes might drop off this episode. True, not enough. Uh, they really want their hobby content. I think we might uh, we might bounce the old fantasy content up even more next week. I reckon we we do a, a Empire Civil War bonanza extravaganza. I think it's the logical place to go. I think so too. I'm down. Sounds good. I better good. get reading. Yeah, get on the heraldry book. Get on the um. So there's some really good source books as well. Um, Blood on the Reich. Yeah, that's good. Um, and is that in the Dropbox file? Uh, what do you mean? I, I, I've got all the legitimate copies and everyone comes over and reads them. What do you want about, Chris? You're a little bit out of my soon-to-be, what, 15 case today? Uh, intimate partner, bro. Oh, that's very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. Well, speaking of loopholes, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I think what we will call it an episode. So enjoy the uh, gaming etiquette spiel uh, following. So there will be some people in there that were not in this episode and vice versa. This is a very special song by Britney Spears. With a taste of your lips, I'm on a ride You're toxic, I'm slipping under With a taste of a poison paradise I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic? And I love what you do, don't you know that you're toxic? Too high, can't come down 
It's in my head spinning round and round Can you feel me now? You know, ladies and gentlemen, Britney Spears has had a tough couple years, hasn't she? First she was married to that loser guy, and then she got those kids, and then she dropped one of the kids, and then she let one of the kids drive her car, and then she got divorced, and then she started dating Paris Hilton, and then she showed everybody her vagina, and then she showed everybody her C-section scar, and then she shaved her head, and she went into rehab, then she was in that ambulance, then she went to court, and then she was on that TV show, and then she went with... Mel Gibson to Mexico, and then, and then she uh, she drove like 400 miles and tried to kill some astronaut's girlfriend, and then she was involved in this dog fighting ring down in Atlanta, and I thought that was really weird. And then uh, then she went down to Miami and she killed Anna Nicole Smith with a fatal overdose of drugs, and, and then she was in a bathroom in the Minneapolis airport and she was tapping her foot and then got into some sort of trouble with that. And, and then she broke the toilet on the International Space Station a couple weeks ago, and and then she uh, and then she sent our troops to Iraq with no justification. There were no WMDs. Brittany, what were you thinking? With a taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic, I'm slipping under. With a taste of a poison. Paradise, I'm addicted to you Don't you know that you're toxic And I love what you do Don't you know that you're toxic Thank you so much All right, we're back. Oh, fuck you, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe on the weekend, mate. Oh, you can't leave oh. the state, mate. So I don't know what you're talking No, about. no, intimate relationship. That's true. Exactly. Come all the way from Sydney for an intimate relationship. Anyway, anyway, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. I don't think those are even words, mate. Cool, 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 cool. No, so what I want to do is I'm going to throw it out because I think last week. We all really enjoyed the in-depth conversation we had about gatekeeping. We didn't necessarily approach it from like a negative standpoint. We just kind of discussed like, is it actually a fucking thing? Is it what is it? Yeah. What is it? Yada yada yada. And then fucking Stuart derailed us. So, and it was you know no not weird. It was one of our most um, most engaging conversations. And actually, I feel like this is going to suck now because we just had a really engaging conversation about our hobby um, hobby happies mojos hobby happies. Um, We're going to call that. Our, our hobby happy so hopefully this can back it up but i thought what i would throw open to you guys is and it kind of comes from a lot of thinking about like looking at the shit that's happening in melbourne at the moment with the tradies and whatnot doing their protesting and, and stuff like that alleged tradies alleged alleged trades let's be honest fucking half of those have bought that stuff in the last two days from kmart just for the sake of going down and ranting at some shit um but digressing <laughs> When it comes to gaming, and I suppose, it, you know, especially when we go to events and stuff like that, is there a social contract between players? And if so, like, what does it extend to? Like, how far do we, as a peep, as a person, need to go to ensure that our opponent is having a fun time? And what do we, should we expect back from them? So, well, okay. Straight off the bat, you probably should expect back from your opponent what your, you know, 
like Putting giving out. out if you know what I mean. Like if okay, you rock so up and you're grunting at them, they're probably yeah. going to grunt back. So I guess that's my point. Is there something, is there a What's the base, bare minimum? <laughs> is there a base stand? Because, and I'll give you an example, and this really sort of came back to my mind, is when we were playing Malifo, um, like majority of people, fucking awesome. Like I think Malifo was probably one of the most competitive sort of systems we played in, in the sense, you know, people were Definitely. really trying to win and all that kind of stuff. But we play people, we'd meet people like Jermaine, we meet people um, like Pip and all that kind of stuff who was just a fucking blast to play, yeah? Yep. And I get, I get this is in every system, whatever. But I just vividly remember having instances of playing with people and, you know, particularly very high level people who may or may not have had their own podcast and all this kind of stuff <laughs> where where it's you Byron. would be, you would be, it's definitely not Byron because he's fucking terrible at the game. Um, <laughs> he's very bad. Where you would be playing them. It was a very famous podcast. <laughs> where, where you I would, still you really would... want to hear professional experience. <laughs> <laughs> professional, quote unquote. Um, where you would be playing, let me get back to that. Sorry. Where you would be playing them and they would only become sociable and open up and smile and stuff like that when they know they were winning the game. Mm. And so in those first three or four turns, whatever it might've been with the dice, there's no talking, it's stonewalling you. It's this sour demeanor type stuff. And in the moment they realize they're going to win, it's like, oh man, bro, this is so much fun and all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah. to me, that is not, that is not a positive experience. No, I mean, that is a no I'm player. Throw, I'm throwing it out for discussion. Like, how do you guys feel about a particular, like, what What would you expect? What is the bare minimum? What is the social contract that we have? I think we all agree that you should probably shower and have deodorant on. Like, that as a physical... I generally sort of... always have deodorant in my gaming bag because I sweat like a fucking fiend when I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. My yeah, pits just need open. Can I say, like, with that, with that other point you raised, Corey, about... Um them only being friendly like once they're winning kind of thing yeah i think some for some people like when they're concentrating they find it hard to actually converse mm. so i don't think it's always um just them being like you know rude okay. i think sometimes so legit like can't focus on that at the same time oh no and i'm not talking about like um I'm in the middle of my turn and I'm trying to decide whether to activate Misaki or activate this person, that kind of stuff. Like, the Asinori. You're always deciding yeah, to activate the Asinori. The is always activating, um, <laughs> especially when Asami thing just get fucking... Anyway, ah, times. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm not... So, but I mean, like, in between turns. I mean, like, um, during setup. Like, like there you want to be it? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Where there are times yeah. where there can be engagement and there's just not. And it, like, it always just struck me as something. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. Social contract. You tell me. Um, okay, I'll, I'll quickly jump in first. I've played the, a lot of games. Um, I think, see, like, you can play a, like, so for instance, I'm trying to think, like, Phil Cottrell, for instance, um, or Skilto. You can play, like, a hard-hitting, face, you know, smashing game when you're both being cagey dicks, but you can still joke and laugh and actually talk like humans, even though we're both mm. concentrating very hard and we're both trying to win. Um, and the same way as you can, you know, just play a game against someone like Byron, you know, you, you know, you're going to win, but you have fun anyway. Like, you know. <laughs> I also um, think I'm the fact that you say you've got the deodorant. I'm the guy that carries the deodorant. Everybody knows my bags got all the shit. It's true. Yeah. I, I'm, I, 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 I bring I the next year. That's what you picked up on Byron. Not the fact that he's just using <laughs> his example of the person he's always going to be. 
Well, this is a given. This is a given. I don't actually read the rules. I'm not really particularly interested in winning. Well, uh, is that part of the yeah. social contract? Should I expect you to know the rules? Should I expect you to have read the fucking player pack? I, I suppose like not the player's pack, but I know enough to play the game. That's for sure. But I suppose I, what I the social contract is you want the other person to enjoy the game. And you, you don't want to be a drag. Where they want to enjoy it, yeah. Like, you don't want to be a drag on the game. So, like, it's like... there's I suppose there's different layers of social contract as well. You've got, like, your, your gaming layer of social contract, and then you've got your, probably your social... Um, you know, layer of, so, um, you know, contract. And then you probably got your human layer of social contract. So human is showering, not spitting, probably smiling and talking. Um, gaming is, you know, re- know what's going on relatively, you know, have an idea what your army does. You know, don't spend 45 minutes going through your rule book, have your army so you can move it quickly, you know, all that sort of shit, like um, etiquette, I suppose. Yeah. And then obviously I, you've got if your... you're not going to be able to do that, at least, um, at least concede that. Like, don't be like two turns later, oh, yeah. I forgot to move this guy. Just know the fact that, man, I didn't quite prepare enough. I messed it up. That's on me. I get that. Let's keep going. Definitely. And then you've got, obviously, your social contract, which is, you know, talking shit, um, you know, being respectful of each other, I suppose, you know. But, like, there's just bits and pieces. Like, um, I remember someone I've played recently, like, um, whenever I'm at an event, especially if it's a beer, beer-based event, I'll, like, I, I just suck down the beers. I'm like, do you want a beer, mate? If my opponent wants a beer, I'll bring a beer back for them. Play one opponent, just came back with a beer. It's like, oh, no worries. I offered you like three or four beers. You've, you know, cold shouldered me, but that's fine. You know, to me, that's a a bit of a faux pas almost. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the thumbing in that of one situation, though, maybe that person didn't, couldn't afford to buy every opponent a beer throughout the day, and he, that's why he was declining them from here. But he didn't want to go into that social contract. Just accept you one. You don't have to like it, it's one like to me it's just one for one, but hey. Yeah. Although if you're going to a Warhammer event yeah. crying <laughs> pause a terrible thing. <laughs> 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 I have five thousand dollars of army on this table. Uh but no 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 five dollar schooner is far too much. <laughs> maybe just doesn't, doesn't want you, Maybe just doesn't want you to roofie him, mate. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I, I had the the chloroform rag. That was going to happen anyway. Oh, fair. Roofy would have made it easier on them. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Get a free drink out of it then before. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you can't shut you back if you've already chloroformed him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there you go. My roofies have consent written on them before I drop them into the <laughs> drinks. God. <laughs> That's all you need, man. And thus yeah. another segment was ruined by Stuart. So <laughs> <laughs> the track record goes well. Um, but yeah, I think there's different layers. Um on etiquette um you know you're probably to me that would be the three ones i'd look at and obviously you're going to get people that are not as social or not as prepared for gaming such as byron um and you know they're just and i think it's almost it's also on you as well to have a bit of leeway as well you just like if someone's forgotten a few of their rules or you know we've all forgotten a dice or a tape measure or some shit you know what i mean like if you're just going to be a straight up stone cold asshole that's on you at that point you know what i mean like it's it to me um a game is like a social agreement. There's give, there's take. You know what I mean? Like, um, just, just ultimately, don't be a dick. <laughs> ultimately, you're both there for fun. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you that... say that, but then some people aren't there for fun. Or maybe some people's version oh, of fun is... I just yeah, that's, that's what it boils down to. Is yeah. A lot of times, some people are like, winning is fun, you know? Yeah, at the cost of all other things, winning is fun, yeah. Or it makes um, me feel good. Which is the main reason I... I and uh, well half the reason it's the half the reason i play 30k i'm into 30k and i've been always been into 30k but the um usually the the group mentality of 30k is a lot different to say 40k that i'm 
played in the past or from what I've heard a lot of the other games where oh, it's not really focused on winning the fucking game. It's not having the best shit that just wins. It's it's, it's about you know, playing it's the game, not the... winning it. Yeah. 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 Um the way it's actually played is that everyone's having fun typically. And the way the armies are set up isn't just, oh, this is gonna steamroll. <laughs> yeah. So I they they feed off cool. each other. Yeah. And I think also like this is probably gonna this this could spiral real bad, Corey, and not like a Stuart kind of spiral. But I think that's where like just quickly, side note, fluff is a very important thing in gaming because without mm. the fluff, you've just got crunch, and that's where if you know if you're just you know buying the latest forty k book and going straight to the unit profiles, well, there's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep, I gotta look what what's a two up with a reroll as opposed to I think very much in thirty k. Oh, I'm doing I'm recreating this battle when the so and so did this and the this did the so and sos and all that sort of shit. Yeah. But no, I think yeah. that's definitely a good point. Uh, I guess, I guess, like, as I can't remember who said, like, there needs to be an acceptance of leeway because, you know what, not everyone's going to war game the same way that you do. Correct. And so, like, you know what, I, I enjoy taking, you know, whatever it is. It might be, you know, a, a breacher only with land raiders type thing that, it's good in some shit, shit in others, but it's always got the handicap of me. Um, <laughs> where, whereas, you know, you might you might roll up and I don't think you'll mind this, but you might roll up against, you know, Dom and Dom's world worldies at this point in time that are so fucking tooled because he's played them and he knows them and he loves them inside out. And you know what? He's a, he's a perfectly fine person to play against because he knows his shit. He's quick to play. Um, maybe that was just because he took my stuff off in like two turns. Um, <laughs> Vindicators are pretty easy to use, man. <laughs> but you know, not a lot but, of decision. Yeah, and, and I think that's the like. There's there's got to be an understanding as well. It's your war gaming is not other people's war gaming. But is there an element where it goes too far? Um, and it's like you know what do because I think one of the things that we, I, and I don't know in the situation where we would do it, but you see very little. You see, for all the keyboard fucking warring that you see on. Facebook groups and stuff like that, you see very little calling out, I suppose, of behavior in person. In person, Mm. is that because it just doesn't exist a lot of the time? Like, there's so many internet boogeymen, like potentially, yeah. Um, but like, you know what, like, we see that we can see go, you're that that list is not cool, man. Like, fuck you, but what, like, is there a reason to have a conversation with that person? Is it like, is that supposed to be the EO job? Is that supposed to be, you know, his opponent going? Mate, we've played this game and, you know, it's been fine to play, but just to let you know, this kind of fucking sucked, to be honest. Um, As a person who has, has a, I'm, I am a person that will say, man, like, that list is fucking heinous. Um, <laughs> and no matter how nicely I try to pass it, it's like, you're like, hey, man, my list is like just pure filth. Trust me, like, I'm a big dick for running mine. Your list was a, like, your list was very tough like and i've never had a good reception to even trying to sort of <laughs> comradely sort of said yeah man as a fellow piece of shit like uh, that's fucked up <laughs> you know <laughs> like uh, i've never found that go down well <laughs> i have a i have an excellent standing as a piece of shit and i know a piece of shit <laughs> and you sir you sir are also a piece of shit my friend like yeah i've never found that goes down well <laughs> Yeah, I think the, uh, the social contract should be that both people try and have fun. And I like I, I don't know if a lot of people do, but I personally try to temper my games to the opponent a little bit. Like, and if it's going to be you... like, generally I'll be like, hey, do you want to yeah. have a beer? Joke around, a bit of fun. And if the guy's like, no, no, we got to get in this, get this play. I'm like, okay, it's one of those games. Right, fair yeah. enough. And then, you know, I'll play it. And then, you know, I'll move things around. I'll be like, oh, this guy's going to kill my stuff. And 
He's like rolls it all. I wipe your unit. And I'm like, okay, man, that's fucking awesome. Look at you, you fucking you kill that shit. Good stuff, man. Good on you. And I'm like, you know, I mean, that's that's his fun. That's cool. But um, like overall, like because I torpedo myself down, I don't face a whole lot of opponents like that. So I generally face the opponents I'd like to play normally, anyways. So I find that helps as well too. I mean, you play the game that you want to play, and you try and make sure your opponent has fun as much as you can. Like, yeah, if, if you lift 20, like, if, I'm just, like, let's say you lift your game 25%, Byron, and then your opponent drops their game 25% or something to that effect, not just, not, and not again ragging on you, but in that situation of the guy wanting to punch face, he takes it a bit easier, you go a bit harder, you, you both somewhere yeah, meet yeah, a bit I'm closer. I'm not testing his boundaries, he's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and this rule says I'm going to do that, but, okay, I believe you, that rule says it does that, okay, let's see what happens, cool, man. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I accept the fact that I'm not as prepared as you, and I'm okay taking my units off. I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, you know, I'm not going to throw a fit and like, no, no, let me see that rule. That's ridiculous. You know, it's like, all right, I understand you're more prepared for that. This is the game you want to play. Do you want to grab a beer still? You know, fuck this. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Meet me somewhere in the middle, man. Take, punch my face in, but drink with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy me a beer before you fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I'll always buy the first beer. It doesn't bother me. You do have to buy it back. As long as it's not a VB, you're a good dude. Think about that doubles event, we, the, the preferred enemy doubles event we went to, Byron. Like, so. I found that very interesting. Like, well, for one, I think we were probably the drunkest people there, which never helps anything. <laughs> oh god! Oh, that was I was hung. Over, I, I still was blowing over the limit at ten o'clock the next day when I woke up for work. <laughs> but uh, hey, why they put a doubles event on a Sunday? I'll never know. God damn it, Golden. Um, but I did find, like, you know, you look at you and I, like, you and I, like, probably, you know, you're much more fun loving. I'm much more of a cunt. But together we played and had fun. But some of the opponents we played. They were so like I remember that one guy who was like shooting yeah. your flag through a slit, and, yeah, you know, and and we were sort of like, oh fuck, if you're going to be that guy, go for it. And like he was like, oh, but you can't do it. The rules and and his mates like, dude, chill, like you know, because me and Byron are standing there sort of swaying on our feet, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And yeah, and goes, oh, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. If it makes you happy, sure, fuck, whatever. Oh, yeah, but it's like he tried sticking up for himself, and his mate was like clearly like, uh, you know, again, I think his mate was aware enough to like, how about we bring ourselves a bit closer to their level, bro? like chill out like you know what i mean um but yeah that's one thing i can definitely take away from that like <laughs> and our army was amazing let's be perfectly honest that was so that was cool, man. Was kicking around, yeah. um but yeah so like that i think that's the perfect scenario there if you had one of the opponents that's like no no I'm, i gotta fucking win this this fun doubles event and the other one's like oh well these guys aren't here to you know for sheep stations let's just chill out a little bit and make a game if, if what he means that much to you it, it doesn't mean that much to me. I'd rather just have a fun day. Ah, so you're a much nicer game. person. If, if winning the game is everything that it means to you, like that, that's what you want to do, that's all you care about, you, you can have it, man. I mean, you I'm not going to fall over. I'll, I'll try to get the game if I can, as much as I can, but I mean, ultimately, that's, you know, that's not where I want to be at. It would make me fight it harder, I'm not going to lie, but I'm a piece of shit. So. <laughs> life's, better, life's better at the bottom tables, isn't it, Byron? I think we, like, life's great. It really is. It really is, yeah. The nicer would, the would, people are down there. You want to avoid the middle, that's for sure. Oh, middle is terrible. Middle say, is not a fun place to be. I'd Why? say bottom tables, but I lost four I'm games in sh- a row at preferred enemy and got to play Dom, so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, middle tables, just, you just have a lot of people who think that they're better or they they need to win. They need to, to justify yeah, them being yeah. there. And you just don't have as many fun games. Yeah, Age of yeah. Sigma and your 40k middle tables are fucking cancerous because you've got these guys. Pretty much to me it is. You've got these guys that are running powerful armies generally, but they don't have the nouns to be controlling the rest of the power levels and their ability not. And like, like, 
played many top table tables before. Oh, yeah. That was the exact look that Jermaine and I had a third game at Preferred Enemy as we <laughs> like, oh man, yeah. we, we, we fucked up. We fucked up real bad this weekend. Tell me what happened. Let's grab a beer, man. Let's just have a fun time. Let's have a fun two hours. Let's fucking do it, man. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I, I don't bother asking. Like, I know how well you did. Something something happened. <laughs> you had a bad day. Yeah. Let's try to make it good now. Let's have fun. It doesn't matter anymore. Then you got a nice bonding point there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bondage. Yeah, okay. Bondage point. Even better. Any other people thing. have inputs on that? that, that yeah. AJ was going? Yep. I think yeah. like the biggest gripe I've got, you know, with, with the whole forty K thing is the the fact, you know, people are just trying to pull the wall over your eyes. You know, like regarding stratagems. You know, the Oh it, the it, trap cardness of the stratagem. Yeah. It'll, it'll, like, I'm I'm pretty well averse, you know, like in terms of Codices and you know, like what what's sort of within them. So the you know what what sort of gets me going is when the when your opponent's just trying to clearly pull the ball over your eyes and be like, yeah, well it's within an inch. It's like yes, but the stratagem says wholly within an inch. Ugh, all right. You know, so it's like okay, yeah, you know, yes, it's 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 a little bit confusing, but it, it's it's there. Mm. You know, so don't try and beat around the bush and you know, just, I mean, look, I said, look, you know, like, like, there's been many times I was like, dude, you know, look, just do what you want. I, I don't care. I'm here to have fun. Yeah. If, if you want to sort of pull that sort of game shit, by all means, it's on you. If you win your game and you feel better about yourself, go for it. I've, um, sorry, man. Like, I, I no. thought you were done. Continue. No, 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 go. No, go on. But I'm definitely always um, with you on that one as well. I always um declare my intention while I'm playing as well. Yeah, I think so, that that is an excellent an excellent role to have. Like, if you're going to do something you think's a little bit janky, you should always just outline and say, "Hey, here's my turn. My intention here's my, is here's yep. my intention. Yeah, my, I'm going to yeah. try and move all this stuff and do this. And if yep. I roll all these things, eight, this six, and this whatever happens, this happens. You, you cool with that? Everybody cool? That's a great way of doing it. And, and like, oh, I'm always been like, space. okay, I'm correct. All right, I'm moving up to here. I'm going to I'm making sure I'm stopping 12.1 inches away from you so then you can't do yep. blah. Cool, excellent. Yep, yep 12.1, excellent. You know, it could be 12 inches, it could be 11.9 inches, but the fact is you said it's 12.1 so you're out of that bracket. Done. Easy, no arguments. And generally 90% of the time, your opponent goes, "Nope, that that's right. You did declare 12.1. Yep, I can't get there." Too easy. No worries, man. Even if you do have to remind them, but generally I've found very rarely is it them trying to be dodgy. They've just forgotten. Um, but I find intentions very helpful. But I have found with 40k and the stratagems, like I remember our game, I think it was at Preferred Enemy, Chris. Um, yeah, yeah. You had your Empress Children, I had my Deathcore Craig. And we just sort of like touched base at the start and said, all right, like what stratagems are things I'm going to have to worry about? Like, you know, I could sit there and read through your book, but like what's probably going to be the thing? Oh, this, this, and this. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Done. Thank you. Whereas, you know, you get some people like, well, you'll need to look. 
I was like, oh, fuck sake. off. Like, <laughs> you should, you should yeah, know this shit already. Yeah, oh, get fucked. Like, just be a normal human. Go, okay, this, yeah. this, and this are probably my go tos. Be aware of them. Thanks, man. Cool. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, like, you can, like, in, in 40K, you, 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 like, you generally find that most books only have, if you're playing competitively, two or three viable competitive options. Yeah. You know, so you kind of, if, if you're in, if you're into that sort of thing, you know what you're coming up against. You know, not specifically one particular thing, but you can sort of plan for it. But yeah, like what, yeah, like like I said, this like what like what gets me is when someone's you know blatantly there just to cagey and yeah, you know, yeah. like wholly within six inches. But no, it's just within. It's like no, dude, it's it's wholly within. So if your base is slightly out, I said, but look, yeah, you know, like like I said many times, it's just do do what you want. Like I I don't care. You know, if that's how you want to play it, by all means. As long as you yep. feel good about yourself, go for it. This, does, some of this has turned into a uh, 40k ragging session. That was not yeah. the intent. <laughs> not the intent. <laughs> I just want you guys to talk yeah. about the social contract, but you took it in whichever way you wanted to. <laughs> no, I think that, that does, that does run around to the social contract too. Yeah. I think Tommy was saying something. Yeah, sorry, Tommy. No, you're right, man. It's all right. Um, I'm used to you talking over me. Um, <laughs> it's because we like I'm, not to be mean Tom, we forget you here because you just lurk it's just like it's just quiet for an hour and then all of a sudden bang I've got something profound boom <laughs> I just think like a lot of it has to do with like the I think the tournament organizers need to take the responsibility for setting the tone of the tournament before people go to it so like people know that it's like serious or more of a casual kind of setting, I think that will yeah. play a large role in it as well. I think it's the it's it's it probably it's always to do with the scenes there, like with setting the scene. Like, so you look at Geelong Heresy. I love going to Geelong Heresy. I love Adam. He's a good dude, and they always spruik that it's a hobby event. It's all about hobby, hobby, drinking, beer, hammer, blah blah blah. The amount of fucking filth that comes out, oh, it's is just heinous. Like, remember that year we didn't play. And it was a year that that stratagem or that formation came out for the Tau. Oh, because we played Pigapo, didn't we? Yeah. That's right. Half the field, you looked over, we're running Riptides. Yeah, and... quasi-painted Riptides. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I think it, it the issue, there's always some issue with Games Workshop, but I suppose they've done as much as they can. There's narrative play that no one ever touches. And that would be the answer to a lot of these, trying to divvy up between, you know, hardcore tournamenting and good fun, you know, beer and Christmas gaming. Um, but yeah, like you can, I think you can spruik an event as much as you want, but short of comping lists or limiting shit, which then nerds will lose their fucking minds over, you can have a very hard time keeping people out of events that they shouldn't be going to, if that makes yeah. sense, Tommy. Mm. Yeah. Full circle back to gatekeeping. <laughs> You're trying to what gatekeep Tommy? Tommy's reply there, Stuart? Yeah. yeah. Very much. No, I think <laughs> about, He's jangling. So just keep on talking over Tommy every time he talks. Sorry, Tommy, I can't hear you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bit muffled, though, Tommy. I will say that. Yeah, I probably am. I'm on my phone um, because I'm doing hobby. Okay, you're better now. You're much better now, so don't move. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what I was saying anymore. Uh, you're talking about um, people going to an event with the right mindset or the event trying to set the expectation, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I was talking about 
spectrum. Thanks, Stuart. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Stuart. Sorry, Stuart strikes again. Um, but it's a good point you raised, Tommy. Um, as I'm talking over you on your own point. I know what I was going to say. I was just going to say that, like, even though you're still going to get people going there that are, like, saying super competitive, like, it's obvious who's kind of out of place there as opposed to, like, if, if it's not kind of a precedent beforehand and you're talking about having a social contract, like, that's kind of the purpose of the conversation is having a social contract. That kind of, like, having the tournaments set with, like, these kind of guidelines would then kind of establish what's expected. I find, like, I'm just trying to think, like, like you compare a 30K to a 40K event, like, by and large, I think they're very different. Like, we do have a lot, there's a lot of crossover people, don't get me wrong, but by and large, I think the difference is you look at so many um, 40K and Age of Sigma events, there's normally, a, like, one, two, three, and best general or something um, awards, which are all based around battle points. And then you might have a fluff award, a player's choice award, and a EO's choice award for painting, right? Um, whereas you look at like look at act for instance act was six best painted awards best table award and best dude award like yeah you know what i mean there was no there was no fucking winning award who gives a shit if you won um you know the the winning just moved the thing uh pe while it did have for somehow i don't know how fucking jake got one but you know like they did have the best general awards but you also had two eos choice awards you had um players choice award and you had the social media award you know what i mean like the and like i'm pretty sure golden smashed out the two you know uh, gaming awards right off the bat. You know what I mean? Done. They're out of the way. Now the important shit. Um, not to take away from the Defender of Humanity, of course. He's a very big net. Um, but you look at 40k events, Age of Sigmar events, you know, that last, that you know, the best general is generally the last one to go off. Um, and even um, at Geelong Heresy, again, um, you know, the overall winner is generally the last one to be announced. And most of the points in that are battle points as opposed to hobby and sports. So I think... Awards maybe a way to influence um, people a little bit, but you'll still get people that just want to come and win, even if there's no tangible reward. You know, yeah. winning is a, a, a reward unto itself. I think the awards show the intent of the tournament. Really, correct. So, the tournament, like the awards you put on the tournament, is the the intent that you want to put in the players' pack. Really, so I mean, it's it's not so much an encouragement as the style of the play you want almost. Well, you look at Interrogar, I think we dropped any form of generalship award. It's multiple paints. It was, um, you know, social media, uh, all sorts of, like, shit that didn't matter. And I made the missions all janky, and they will fuck everyone. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you know, you could be the best, hardest player, and a board section kills all your dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, very so much intent luck. Yeah, the intent was there was, just, it's a cluster fuck, drink beer, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was thing, just stepping away from the competitive which the 30k community does in general, well. which is yeah. just just good. Like that's the thing I've, and there's not always necessarily a correlation between like somebody kicking this shit out of you and not being a cool dude. Like the first game I had against um, Tim, who we've had on here a few times, he fucking destroyed me, <laughs> like embarrassingly, <laughs> with a um. Oh no. Armored breakthrough list. And the difference is he was a cool dude and we had a fun game. Like it was like outrageously one sided, but it was still fun and he's a cool guy and we have kept playing games since. Well, so it's not always the same. Like it's not always just the person's, you know, you know, 
smashed and they're a dickhead. Like, it comes down to the person. Like, I think lists are a very small part of it. And um, the, but the thing is, like, I think I've said this before, like, not on this podcast, but just in general rambling, like, you can smash someone's face in and have a terrible game. You can have your smash in and have the best game you've ever had. Like, it, it, it's yeah. all down to your opponent. It doesn't, the dice rolls and the armies very rarely actually factor in mm. to if you had a good game. It's all down to the, well, 90% of it to me is down to the opponent. Absolutely. You know, you, yeah, you can get spanked, you can spank, and you can have completely different experiences depending on the opponent. Yep. So we've put a lot of chat into, like, what makes this, what makes a negative experience. But, like, as an organiser and as a player, what can you actually sort of do about it? Um, from yourself or to try to affect other people? From both. So say you're organising an event, it's coming up, and you want to make sure that everyone has a fun time do you reckon is like the first step towards making that possible? That's a good mm. question, Stuart. That's a very good question. So I, th- I suppose with Vault Interrogar, maybe we can run that, you know, sometime in the next 30 years. Um, and like, I realize we, we joke about how many ridiculous dumb fuck rules were in the players pack, but my intention was with all the players pack shit is to sort of stop leaf blowering occurring and stuff like that. And just weird, janky, fun shit to happen that neither player has much control over. Um, maybe, uh, hey Nick, maybe just mention what Vaults of Interrogar are. For oh, yeah, true, yeah, because it's, it's been dead before we started this. So Vaults of Interrogar was going to be a 30k event um, that me and Dom were running um, that was going to be a continuation of ACT, and obviously it's been pushed back formidably over the last year and a half. Um, so we've ACT pretty much... being a overarching Australian campaign story. Correct, um, and if anyone is into 30k, you probably would have seen the stilling of Barteth, which was um, one of the global campaigns that Andrew Hollis runs. Andrew Hollis runs ACT. And he's like, you know, big daddy cool of uh, 30K in Australia. Um, so, yeah, we were doing a continuation event following the fluff, the story and everything that was set up at a previous event. So there's ongoing stories, very, like, definitely my jam. Um, but we had it so it was set underground. So we thought it'd be a bit fun. Um, and the rules pack that Dom and I wrote was very, very orientated in towards, like, just removing a lot of, like, well, the shit that I see, removing a lot of the the shit that's unfun that I see in the game of 30k, which was, like, you know, firing lines, shooting people's armies off turn one. So there's a lot of night fighting um, stuff going on, uh, a lot of, like, buildings and shit collapsing and the, these big mega structures that were underground collapsing in on the opponents as they fought and blew shit up. So it was just very... Like, ideally, my intention was, I suppose, that it was so crazy and ridiculous that people wouldn't take it too seriously because anything could happen. That was my intention, anyway. Whether that, like, we'll find out if it ever runs, if it's just shit, no one enjoys it because all their shit got taken off through no yeah. no, no one's fault. Or if it's just like, no, well, there's no point taking it seriously, so we just drank beer and had fun. And if this sounds appealing to anybody, we go through the players pack and the armies in the first few episodes. <laughs> That's true, true. So go back and download those. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> yeah, uh, by all means have a read. But yeah, um, that was that was always the intention, uh, I suppose. Especially head system. <laughs> you mean like fantasy? Yeah, just like six. <laughs> no way, six is coming back. Coming back. It's got legs, baby. It's got legs. But yeah, that was um, as an organizer, that'd be some way of, I suppose, attempting to at least make people that, and I suppose limiting awards might help. Um, so try and handicap the bullshit room. Well, not handicap, but just don't reward it. Um, and I think like you've had shit. 
you've had shit like comp and stuff like you know swedish comp and to me swedish comp is just another layer of list building and i love it because i'm a nerd um but like i think there's been so many attempts at trying to level playing fields especially with games workshop games i don't know why we all keep coming back like you know beaten dogs to games workshop games that are just terribly unbalanced and not built for tournament play but um yeah, we had like, you know, Swedish comp, I believe Australia had community comp through, I, I think, a lot of 7th edition 40k. Um, you know, there's always attempts at um, trying to balance and even the playing field, but it really just comes down to, I suppose, like-minded people. And and the thing is, like, so here we are, like, we're all talking, we're friends, we like talking about the fluff, you know, and like, you know, we all like smash face and try to, you know, win and stuff, but... We're really here just to talk shit, do our models, play a game, have a bit of fun, have a few beers. There's also groups of people that they're out there list tailoring to the nth degree to get every fucking point to damage ratio out and everything, and that's their jam as well. Feel um, personally but, attacked. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're a piece of shit, sure. But um, and like, and that's how they have their fun. Like, we should, we're trying not to, I suppose, shame people having their own sort of fun. But it's like I remember Matt when you first sort of got into the group. You had your little book, um, with when you were playing Pokemon and you're putting like. You're marking oh, yeah. the SP and shit out, and I'm like, "Fuck me!" I just mash stuff into offensive attacks when I play Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, that was... not my jam. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, probably the nerdiest thing I think I've ever done in my life. It's pretty high up there. Um, but like, but see, the different strokes for different folks. So like, you know, there'll be people out there wanting to play the hardest, toughest game that they can, and there's people like us just like talking shit. Um, yeah, it's all about me being as competitive as you could be. Yeah. So how do we? How do, I suppose, how do you bridge the divide between, you know, dickheads and, like, dickheads who just want to talk, fluff bunnies and, like, your ultra-competitive ITC wannabes? I don't think you can, honestly. Yeah, they're all playing different games, is the difference. Mm. As grim as it is to say that, I don't think there is an equaliser, and that's what makes the games fun. You get to have different experiences, whether they're good or bad. Let's you rate how good the good ones are, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very broad question you asked, Corey. Do you have any input? Uh, I, I zoned out like 10 minutes ago and started yes. thinking about what I'm doing for the next segment. So, um, no, like, um, I guess... And if anyone else has anything or any stories or things, by, by all means, pipe in. Like, I guess, um, I think listening to Stuart's point of like, you know, what do you do? I think I just try to conduct myself in a way that reflects the type of game that I want. Um mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not the greatest with the rules, but I try. Um, and Bless. so I, I appreciate people who try. So if you just flat out turn off, go, look, mate, I didn't do this. I didn't do this and bring this. I don't know what's going on. That's a little bit annoying. Um, but we learn, we move on from that. Right, so I think I just appreciate people who try and bring some kind of vibe to the game. And I think that's, I can, I can work with people who, don't know what they're doing, but they're just trying to bring a positive vibe. Um, I can work with people who bring a really tough as nails list, but they bring a positive vibe to the game. Um, I think once you start getting to either end of the spectrum where you have no positive vibe to the game and you're either a completely hopeless and that's in creating a negative experience or you are so over the top balls to the wall, I'm going to destroy you 10 nil. Um, but I'm also going to be an absolute hey. dick about it at the same time. Um, that that I think also just ruins the experience for me. So I don't care if I'm getting my teeth kicked in. I don't care if I'm winning, but I do care about the positive element of the game. And I think that's where I net out where is that for me, I think like someone, I think Byron said it, the social contract for me is like 
let's fucking have fun. And then what happens happens. Um, and uh, as long as, you know, we're doing everything within our power to make the game as enjoyable as possible for both people, I don't think you can go wrong regardless of result. And I thought if everyone follows that, again, like if you if you are both open to trying to be a bit closer to the mark of your opponent, you'll get, you'll both be closer, to, you know, like, yeah, the 25 up and 25 down. You know, it's just try to be aware of your opponent, I suppose. They're a human too. Oh, God, we're getting soft. <laughs> it's old age, man. It fucking does it to us. It's children. It's children, I tell you. It's, it's empathy. Sure. God. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, you get those people to get hyper-competitive and then they dehumanize their opponent. So it's just... You, you don't want to feel like you're a set of points across the table from them that they're trying to, to win. You want to have a chat. You want to have a beer. You want to talk about hobby. You want to enjoy the game where it's relevant. And I reckon, like, the most important of that is that first 10, 15 minutes of setting up. Like, if you get over there and they're setting up and they're quiet and they're not saying anything, you go, oh, hi, I'm Stuart. And they go, oh, hi, I'm... Fucking Stuart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm oh, yeah, Axel. And then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Again, Axel was lovely to me, Stuart, and he just must not have liked you. Do you know what I don't need? Uh, this is like a quick segue. Do you know what I don't need to hear? I don't need to hear you bitching at the end of the game about how you could have beat me by more if you had have done oh, it. Oh, don't have game. Or like, how you won. Yeah. As well, like, like, Jesus. like, you know what I want to hear? I want to hear, man, that was fucking sick when you flipped that red joker and it stopped me from doing this and I had to yeah. do this and all this kind of stuff. You know, I don't want to hear like, oh, well, if I hadn't have flipped the black joker here, then I would have got an extra three victory points yeah, and no. then it would have affected my score. Oh, my whole game's with, dude, you beat me like 7-0. Like, chill the fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's a good point as well. Be, and, like, I, again, I think, like, 90% of it comes down to both opponents. Be human. Don't be fuckwits. Like, be gracious in victory and defeat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And four up it. If a rule's fucking dodgy, just four up it. Who gives a shit? Don't spend 15 minutes pouring through rule books. And, yeah. Go or don't fucking don't roll that four up and then lose and then pull the rule book oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's a, to me, that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'll fucking I, murder I think, you. I think we can't agree on something and then go back. make the decision to go, we can't figure it out. So it's just going to be four up. At the end of the game, kind of, oh, well, if it wasn't that for that four up, I would have won. Yeah, but we We're actually... See, no, 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 I'll just say, like, I've had it, like, I've been on both sides of it. You do your four-up, you play your game, you have fun, you go and read it later, like, oh, hey, man, future reference, that's, oh, cool, thanks, man, no worries, excellent, glad, glad that's solved, but it's, yeah, if you come back and go, well, actually, we could have changed the game, if I know, get fucked. Yes. <laughs> it's had not that happened to me at RatCon, and um, the guy wanted the result changed, I was like, sure, whatever. Oh, fuck, I would have told him to suck your dick. Like, I, if I was standing there, I would have said, no, you just suck your stick, it's fine. You just suck your dick. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. We did that as well, so that's yeah, slowly. the result changed. Slowly. <laughs> Do it <see> more. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point as well. Just, yeah. Just be, it, as much as I think don't be a dick gets overused in wargaming, it's, it, it's really probably the most quick, apt way of how both people can enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a life rule, right? I think at the end of the day, like, what the fuck are we talking about? We're talking about playing little toy figures with other dudes in with results that will mean nothing, fucking nothing to us the moment we leave the venue and we start getting drunk again. Like, I think there are bigger things to us for us to be concerned about, like you know, being a decent human being, whatnot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Saying that, Corey, my most prized possession is a best Neverborn player from your event. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I think I fucked that up, and you might have actually lost that, but never mind. Yeah, I, I did terribly that event, but I had, <laughs> I, I've got to framed. I had some guy come up to me, and he's like, because um, I did the awards in, like, stages, and I'm like, yeah, okay, here's the, here's the Bloodlust Award. It's for whoever killed the most models across the event. And he came up to me at the end, and he's like, oh, man, I, like, I think I should have won that because I, I got this. I said, no, it's cool, cool. Because he ended up winning, like, best guild player. And he's like, oh, okay. that makes sense. Now why he didn't give me two? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I'm, like I, you know, normally I'm all for just giving it to people who deserve it. I'm like, eh, it's best bloodlust. Let people just kill shit and have fun. Yeah, that's what Malifaux degraded into. But that's a segue for another time. Should that's have it. Fun or a bitch fest of trying to win things. Maybe that's another way to sort of take the assholes out of it because they're playing for prizes, aren't they? So, oh, so I have know. participation. I you're are. playing for a $30 House of War gift card. Yeah. You're, um, There's problems. <laughs> your priorities <laughs> well, are in the wrong spot. Especially for a $40 ticket. Yeah. Prizes, so, I think, can probably show the intention of the event, like your awards, but they're still not going to have someone, they're not going to stop old mate going, oh yeah, I fucking 10 nilled six scrubs at the event on the weekend, honey. And yes, yeah, that's lovely. Thank you. Can you please just unclog the toilet? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Back to your basement. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've still got my first place from Monroe's event around here somewhere. Oh, you yeah. fucker. You robbed me. You robbed me, Corey. If I only really <laughs> flip the, if I only <laughs> flip the red joker every single time. Oh, God. <laughs> my prize possession. So words of wisdom, don't be a dick. Just don't be like after all that meanderingly bullshit. Just so I guess the social contract is just be a human being. Be a human being. Be a decent human being. And just try to match your opponent on some small level. You know, like if you if they're really hard, like if they're really hard, like in a perfect world, everyone's listened to this with it, which they really should. If you're a, a soft, fluffy player, just just try to play a little bit harder. And if you're some fucking whack gaming piece of shit, just drop it down a bit for that poor fluff bunny. Don't club sign, him to death. Or sign up to ICT. Yeah, get those sweet internet points. Um, but yeah, any then like I like I think it's always the main like three or four people talking shit. Does any of the other silent motherfuckers in the background they want to talk? I'm looking at you, <laughs> Jermaine. You fucking quiet bitch. Even there. <laughs> He's probably painting another 500 points. He's he's finished painting 3,000 points in the time that we've had this conversation. (laughs) I'm here, although although the Warhounds are finished. But, um... (laughs) Are these the G-Dub ones, though? That's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mad motherfucker. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just just much the same what you guys have just said. Like, just be a decent human being. Just be the way you, like... The, the thing that strikes me as odd is the people that aren't when playing games. I wonder what they're like away from the table. Because yeah. when I turn up to the table, I'm exactly the same person when I walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's weird to me that you can turn up to a table, be an absolute douche canoe, and then walk away and be something different. That kind of tells me that you, you're probably a dickhead anyway. Yeah. You Generally, you, you are what, you, what you're worth at and the others are like, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit and asshole all the time. Whereas, you know, yeah, if you've got people that, oh, they're, they're so lovely, they just, they just game really hard? Or no, no, they're, they're yeah. just a cunt, like, that they hide. I think, I think you know you're in trouble when other people have to make excuses for you. Um, yeah. And most oh, of no, them... they're all right. That's just them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fair, Jermaine. Yeah. Try to match, yeah. yeah. I, I always turn up to the table, you know, much like everyone here, just wanting to have a good Probably, time. Probably uh, generally Probably. hungover, a little bit sweaty and regretting last night's decisions. A little yeah. bit, buddy. Yeah, oh, so, so many, so many yeah. regrets. 
<laughs> or if it's me and it's the it's the first okay. battle of the tournament, it's like, hey man, oh. just had a hot coffee. I'll be back in two minutes. You've got nothing. You've got <laughs> or a dare. You'll be back yeah, in five. Just, just had a if you oh, spent the night throwing up in a gravy boat, you're fine. You are no, Corey, Corey, you your stomach's empty. Corey, you didn't throw up in the gravy boat, you piece of shit. You threw up on the threw ground. Me and Byron had to scoop it into the gravy boat. Oh, oh no. You saw that, bro. I threw up gravy boat adjacent. <laughs> and that might be a good spot to end this segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>